Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's January 22nd, 2024. I am Atrol Pearl. It's wonderful Monday morning, so let's all get in the weeds. Jeremy Lambert's here, as he always is. He looks great. He looks fine. Jeremy Lambert, you're never sick, right? How you feeling? I feel like I've been sick all year. I don't know no. what it is. Like, 2024 just decided, like, hey, you know what? We're just going to make you sick every single day this year. It's been a... Uh... Very, very disappointing. I don't know another word to use. Frustrating as well. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, it just this kind of sucks. I'm sure people can tell, but my voice that little under the weather. This cough has has returned. I, I have uh, my my tea here, and uh, we're here though. You know, I don't take shows off like you, Joel Pearl. Hey, listen, my excuses involve the internet. Yours, you you can be sick. You can leave. You can move a show. You're fine. I'm, I'm here. No, no, no shows off, especially when we got Mansoor uh, later on. And I got heat. I got heat with this man and I'm going to call him out. I'm excited for that. Mansoor is going to join us. He's scheduled for 1130 a.m. So uh, he'll be with us towards the last half hour of our show. We got plenty to talk about from a weekend that was devoid of wrestling, but still had, I know, but still had enough going on. And this morning, some news dropped that we'll talk about really shortly with WWE 2K24 and the, uh, the cover art and the cover artists and the cover athletes. We'll talk about that. But of course, first, while we're here, leave a thumbs up on the video. And of course, subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked youtube.com slash fightful overbooked you can join us there we drop a lot of content every single day including shorts now and then i'm getting more and more from our cookie guy we're going to keep adding those as they come and of course you can donate a super chat any amount get your question and statement read on the air we appreciate it it helps to fund us it helps me pay people like cookie guy and everyone else on the channel so go ahead and uh, give us your funds you can ask mensor a question maybe we'll let you do that with your super chat who knows but that's later for now you can Get in on the conversation and direct the conversation. Uh, let's let's start with what just dropped this morning. Two K twenty four. The uh, the athletes have been announced. Cody Rhodes gets to finish his story via the internet, and uh, Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley are also cover athletes. And the fortieth WrestleMania installment, forty years of WrestleMania. Those are going to be the two K twenty four covers and special editions. Some game modes coming back. Jeremy, let's talk about it because this is exciting. It's good to see two K twenty four announce some uh, some pretty fun news this morning. It's good that they put current stars on the cover. That's always a good thing. Um, good choices. Like you can't really go wrong with Cody. And then it's nice that uh, Bianca and and Rhea got some shine there. You know, Becky was just on the cover a few years ago, but they kind of owe her and Roman one because that was like the worst two game game ever. So like they they kind of they need to make that up to them a little bit. Um, and yeah, the the 40 years of, of WrestleMania, we'll see, you know, kind of what that that's all about. Uh, it looks like they're going to be able to, you know, you can put, kind of play through a lot of the the famous WrestleMania matches. So that'll be that'll be fun. They'll have to 
leave out a few of those uh, big WrestleMania matches for reasons, but for the most part, you should be able to get to to, to most of the, the most of the great Mania matches. Since there's 200 superstars, like that makes sense. They've got everybody under the sun under some type of uh, some type of deal. But it's going to be a shame that we're not going to get like I, I assume anyway. I, I could could be wrong on this. I assume we're not going to get like Dan- Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. Uh, the the yes moment at WrestleMania 30. I feel like that's probably not going to be there. That's, I mean, that's a little unfortunate. Be. It could be just because they moved. I mean, I'm sure they're going to mm-hmm. have Edge in the game, and Edge had some moments at WrestleMania. Are we sure they're going to have Edge in the game? I don't know how petty this particular <laughs> regime can get. <sighs> there are certain things, like you said, there are certain certain things that will not be in the game for sure. Like, yeah, they're not gonna have WrestleMania twenty, everybody. Yeah, they're not gonna have twenty. Well, I mean, they'll yeah. they'll, they'll have Guerrero and Angle, but they, you know they won't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other side of the coin won't be there. They should have Brock and Goldberg from WrestleMania twenty. You know what? Because they're notable matches, it's not just main events. They might do that. Yeah. I hope the crowd reaction is the same as in the game. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I want. Like, you have that match, and like you get the the actual like crowd from that match, just booing and chanting nonsense at them that's what i, I want that. uh you get the you want the wrestlemania 8 main events maybe you can get well, your favorite sid oh dude sid's got to be in the game right he has to be yeah give, give me sid, in this game. sid and hogan or you can do uh macho man and rick flair i don't know if rick flair is going to be in the game but i don't know i don't really know what the licensing looks like for a lot of these guys who are who have moved over you know what i mean right. There was, there was no Ric Flair mention in the, the press release thing, by the way. You know, who knows what that means? You know, they're not going to give everything away. They got some new game modes, though. They got like casket match, an ambulance match, uh, backstage stuff. So, look, last year's game. <coughs> and we're back. <laughs> I couldn't mute myself fast enough. Apologies. Um, <laughs> last year's game was, was really, was really fun. Um, and I love the GM mode. I look forward to whatever additions they make in the the GM mode. I assume they'll be added to that uh, more and more because they were they were patching stuff in during last year's game. That was my favorite thing of of last year's game was, was the GM mode. Like I'll still the gameplay itself is fun to me, but like I'm not. I like I like playing wrestling games. I like playing through a lot of that stuff. The GM mode where I can like take control over stuff and like trade make decisions and stuff that's what i love doing like the nba 2k games as well i like playing like a long-term simulation where i'm not playing every single game i'm playing you know there's 82 games in nba season i don't like playing every game i like making trades and then 2k the depth especially with nba and even wwe like is so great that you can do a lot of different things so i'm looking forward to it yeah, there's a lot of good stuff I'm looking at here. Uh, I love this, including uh, the uh, the backstage brawl includes uh, a working elevator. <laughs> it's good. That is good. Breakable and then you had a glass ceiling on the way up. Yeah, a breakable control room glass, a vending machine with throwable sodas. Baby, we're back. Yes, we are. That, that was old. Uh, that was a SmackDown vs. Raw staple, wasn't it? Or yes, SmackDown Becomes the Pain? I was thinking it was a WCW game, but you're right. It was one of it the. Might, uh, it might have been a WCW game. But yeah, like they've they've had that before where you throw them into the vending machine, a soda comes out, and you could use the soda as a weapon. That's a nice little Easter egg for the old school fans there. Yes, it is. And uh, what else do they have? They have the we'll mini games back. What's that? Go ahead. 
I was going to say the uh, just like new weapon types, uh, trash cans, guitars, microphones. Guitar is just in time for Elijah to make his return. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. And seven real WWE referees are featured to oh add boy, to the look at them. They're excited, by the way, as they should be. They should I hope be they free. hope they get some, you know, I hope they get some pay off that. They should. Same here. I'm sure they've been scanned for it, so they better be paid for it. Yeah. Uh, they're excited though. You can see a bunch of them uh, we're, we're tweeting about <laughs> it. So good for them. We'll talk uh to Mansoor about wrestling games. That's how I discovered who Mansoor even was as I watched him on a new legacy Twitch stream. Or I, yeah, I think you're on Twitch. But this was before he signed with WWE and was like, oh, I know this guy. And when he signed with WWE, he'd wrestled on the independence and stuff. But I was not following wrestling to the depth that I'm following wrestling now. But I heard him on a new legacy stream. He was doing like booking stuff. So and he, he still does that now with uh, Mace, I think Jack and uh, maybe Haste, Shane Haste. They all get together and they play uh, TEW or EWR, whichever game they're playing, and they they do their booking stuff. So he's a big gamer. We'll talk to Mansoor about games. Yeah, looking forward to that. The, you know, the, the the party walked so these guys could play TEW together. <laughs> <laughs> I got no way to ask. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're talking about 2K24 this morning for anyone who's just joining us on the show. They announced their cover artists or their cover athletes, Cody Rhodes, Bianca Belair, and Rhea Ripley. A nice little video dropped uh, earlier this morning. And someone had asked a, a really fun... Oh, oh, Jason had said in the chat, you could throw snowballs in Times Square in an old SmackDown game. There I you, remember yeah. that. That's some good stuff. I'm looking that forward was like, to that was good. That was good stuff because like you could, uh, you could do that, the helicopter... And everything, you go up on like the helicopter, you climb the buildings and stuff. And then, you know what you could do while you're in Times Square? You could walk up to this person on the street and you could ask him to like help you interfere in the match. And then he was eating his pizza or his chips or, or whatever he was eating. And then he would be like, fuck you. Damn hook. <laughs> At least you waited for nine and a half yeah, I made sure to go past the, the five minute mark. Oh my god! If nothing else, now you got to just have people donate to the swear draft for Jeremy Ryan remembering when I used to game. Uh, I I I gamed on the plane back and forth from Vegas. I was uh, I was playing Mario Kart just for y'all. I was not streaming it because no airport Wi Fi or no in flight Wi Fi, so uh, it was fun. Getting all my coins ready so when I can come back to Mario with all of all of the the stuff and i could beat steven jensen because he's really good at that game he also logged a ton of hours um yeah you do the the you do stuff off the uh off the the smackdown yep. fist i remember you, that you on the stage those smackdown games are a lot of fun we we would play them on stream yes back when we were men and we played games on twitch back, back when back when we didn't have families one yeah a little less families two uh I, I think I've said it before. I'll say it again for people who don't know. This show kind of became the uh, sub, uh, the substitute for the Twitch games. I had a decision to make, and it was I could go on Twitch and play games for a couple hours every other day or something, but I decided I wanted to do this show instead. So this that is a reason why we're not on Twitch any any as much because I don't have the free time anymore because I'm dedicating now two hours every three day or every other day to this show instead of uh two hours to to twitch every couple of days sorry yeah th- this show is more uh worthwhile i think no offense to like our our twitch 
days. Like we we did pretty well uh, at various times, but and it was that it was a nice break. But this show I feel has actual value than just me playing video games, which was again that was largely just for me to take a break. And this is not a break. This is. I create more work for myself out of this show. Mansoor is going to give me so many quotes. I don't have to turn into articles. It's very upsetting. I, all I did was create more work for myself out of this show. It's true. I listen, at least you didn't have to do any of the transcription work for the interviews I brought back from Vegas. So you got that or the notes. I don't think you're doing the notes either, which is great. I got a, a DM from, uh, from Ryan say, or not from Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm <Thatch>. having, <laughs> no, that Thatch was doing the uh, transcriptions. Oh. I don't know why I just said Ryan when I meant to say Rob. Because uh, wow. Ryan's in the chat, Ryan Sullivan's okay. here. Uh, yeah, Rob did the uh, the the notes for at least one of those interviews. So I don't think you're doing the other. I think you're safe. Nah, I'm, I've I've tried to cut down on stuff that I'm not saying is it, it's it's my time is not as valuable doing this stuff. The transcription work fine. Like I I wouldn't mind doing that. But like if it's not running immediately, uh, typically Thatch will do those. Anyway, the notes and stuff like then I'm listening to these interviews like three different times and I already listened to the interview twice and I already transcribe it doing notes. It's just like I can do other things. I'm more valuable doing other things. Can confirm. There are many things that you are valuable to do. Shall we move on? I mean, we can. All right. Well, it was a great show, everybody. (laughs) Uh, Let's so what do you want to talk about about? let's uh let's let's get to the thumbnail let's talk about the real deal seth rollins you're looking at the real deal now you You think he's gonna be the ass out on the streets you think d-lo is gonna be in the game oh should be hell yeah oh now rules now i have cte i shouldn't have done that i can't do that my i already got a headache i ain't even trying to do that yeah, you're going to be feeling like real garbage. Uh, so the Seth Rollins injury, injury, you and I talked about this on Wednesday about the potential for what it means for Seth Rollins if he's injured, how bad it could be. We had no idea what it looked like. And then Friday Night Fightful Select and others dropped that. Uh, it looks like, what was that? Uh, no, it was Sean first. It was it was, Sean it was first. a partially torn meniscus and, a, and an MCL. Thank you. That was It was so long ago that I barely remember what happened. It's over on the free tier at FIFOSelect.com, so go do that. Join today. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Torn MCL, partially, partially torn meniscus, as Jeremy said. We know that he will be on the show tonight with Seth Rollins. He'll be on Monday Night Raw to address whatever this injury will do to his WrestleMania run. What are we doing? Does he vacate? Do we have him threaten to vacate? And then out comes the Judgment Day? And then Damian Priest says, "This is mine. Just give it to me." What? How do we? How do we do the story? It's got. First of all, you got to feel horrible for Seth Rollins. Yeah, this dude has been carrying the the in a lot of ways the company, but also just Monday Night Raw as their champion on his back since he won the title. And this is just this is the worst possible scenario for him right now. And you just you can't help but feel. So I'm wondering what are your thoughts uh, going into tonight on Raw and what they could do, what they should do, and you know what what how how do you think Rollins is feeling? Interim champ rules, by the way. Um, no, stop that's it, Tony Khan asthma. <laughs> that's what they should do. Um, I still feel the same way I, I felt when we didn't know what the injury was. Is now that we do know, based on Google doctors, which 
you know, you can't, uh, you, you can't fully believe that. Someone needs to but, explain. G docs are not Google doctors. Okay, <laughs> G docs are not. It's word. It's just word. Stop it. Um, it could be anywhere from like six to twelve weeks, depending on how bad it is, and just depending on a lot of different factors, right? His, his body, his recovery. Like, there's different. There's different things when it comes to this. So twelve weeks puts you just. Uh, you know, past WrestleMania, you know, six weeks is before Mania. I'm still of the belief that he is going to rest, rehab, do what he can to make Mania. And then if he needs time off after that, he will take the time off. But I'm of the belief he will rest, rehab, and and do what he can for WrestleMania. Um, so and, you know, again, th- this is... This is based on what I've Googled about partially torn meniscuses and torn MCLs. Seth, he's had a history with knee injuries. He's also an incredible athlete who is in great shape. So, like, does that put him further on the, the closer to the 12? Does it put him closer to the six? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Seth's body. I don't know what he feels comfortable doing. My guess is if he can make mania, he's going to try to make mania. Uh, you know, we shall see. We shall see if that's where it goes. That's that's my guess, though. If he can make it, he's going to do it. He'll do the mania match, and he'll go from there. If he has to vacate, I still think that the best option is... Um, I, I think that the best option is Priest immediate cash-in. And then you figure it out from there. Whether that's Drew winning the title on raw next week, whether that's Drew winning the title at elimination chamber. Um, and then you do a mania match with, with punk and drew Cody factoring in somehow, if he's boxed out of the rock match or rock and Roman, they'll, they'll have options, but th- those are the two options that, that I see best is he makes it to mania or priest cashes and wins the title tonight. And that yeah, means, I, and that unfortunately means Seth probably ain't going to Mania. Yeah, it feels like you can do a few things. The, the one you just mentioned is very likely. You can have Priest come, cash in, take out Seth, and then we know Seth's going to be out for a little longer than planned. Uh, and at that point, that sucks, but it's the reality. And then you can put Priest in the Elimination Chamber. You have a big match there for the World Championship. They don't necessarily have a, uh, a WWE title match set for the Elimination Chamber event. I'm talking Roman's title. And Roman's not advertised for the yeah, show. Roman either. ain't working that show. So if Roman's not working that show, and, you know, yeah, they, listen, WWE officials can tell Sean all they want, you know, card subject to change, but we're pretty pretty sure that we're not going to see Roman down under. And that's okay because the show has sold well, and it is what it is. But if you have a, a world title Elimination Chamber match, then you put Priest in there, and you pass the title on to whoever's going to be facing the winner of the Royal Rumble on the men's side, or just basically you set up whoever's facing the, the world title match on WrestleMania through that elimination chamber. Uh, and that's okay. And then Priest has a quick run. It's, it is what it is, but he gets to call himself a champion. One thing I do not want to see is the Royal Rumble is now for the vacated world heavyweight championship yeah. because it just makes it feel a little too obvious in some ways, unless you suddenly have like, Chad Gable wins the Royal Rumble and somehow wins the World Heavyweight. No, just nothing, nothing in there works, at least in my brain, that makes me feel like 
there's a little uh, un- uncertainty because really the winner of the Royal Rumble, unless it's CM Punk, should be going after Ro- Roman Reigns. Here's an here's an here's an idea. Here's an idea. What if the winner of the Rumble does become the World Heavyweight Champion? Okay, but then they face Roman in a unification match, and we finally get one title again. I'm being a little facetious, but also like people have just wanting these titles to be like unified and stuff. What if Cody wins the Rumble, and then he also faces Roman to unify these titles? I think what's really funny about that is when they announced the world championship, it was shortly after WrestleMania when Roman had unified the titles and everyone just made the joke next year. He's just going to unify the next title. And then the year after that, he's going to unify the next. Oh yeah. I hope Roman wins. I hope Roman wins the unification match, by the way. (laughs) I think it'd be hilarious. I don't, I don't love it because whoever, basically it would have to be that whoever wins a unification match like that would then have to become a full-time working both shows all the time, brother type uh, of thing. And you can't, you can't do that to, you know, you're not going to do that with Roman. Cause we've already established what Roman schedule looks like. And then if you do it to Cody is someone who would do it uh, in a heartbeat, no less, but I don't see anyone else that would fit the bill other than you're not going to do punk and Roman reigns for the title. It just, it works, but no, it you, do Cody, work. you do Cody and Roman. And then Roman just unifies the belts and then Roman keeps working his part-time ass schedule. And then Triple H introduces another world title. And then Roman comes out and says, we've been through. And then Seth, when Seth is healthy, he comes out and he has this new title, the real WWE world's heavyweight championship. He's put a big X through it. No, it's got like a, fire flames or, or so. it's oh, just very colorful it's his logo it's his sr yeah, it's logo, SR logo. Yeah. yeah yeah the real awesome. title nope I don't why think doesn't this work i don't think this is gonna work this seems a little too, this seems a little too uh similar to 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 something another company would have tried to do at one point that also didn't go anywhere well, they failed at it yeah well i just I, I don't think i feel like the guy who did that never really came back suddenly he was gone <laughs> He just, he, he just, well, he left as the real world's champion, though. No one ever beat him for it. That's true. I wonder what that he guy's on up. screen or off. I wonder what that dude's up to because he was pretty ornery. I don't know if he's getting work anywhere anymore. Seemed to work out okay for him. Yeah, wherever he is, we wish him luck. So Seth Rollins, the other option is they could also tease us with the cash in and then have him get away from it and, and say like, I'm not, you know, I, I've been given the Royal Rumble offer. So just some way to explain that he's going to be available for WrestleMania, but he's got to take some time off. I've spoken to the doctors and they've conferred with Adam Pierce and we've all agreed da 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 da. And then some way they got to spin it in a way that the crowd's not going to boo at the idea of the both world champions not being available for the next three months. So that's kind of a big deal when you come to the, here's, the forefront of things. Here's, here's an idea. This is another real facetious idea uh cody uh punk is jesus who's who's announcing who's doing what tonight seth rollins is seth Seth rollins is on first seth rollins comes out first and punk's on second yeah he he says like my knee messed up don't know if i can go we do get the judgment day coming out to possibly do a cash in you know who makes the save for seth joel pearl Hook? That'd be cool, but no. 
the Creed brothers. Where the hell have they been? That is a good point. Well, you Where- see, they're not important right now because they are not currently going for the tag team championships. Well, they should. Hmm? I so don't the Creed disagree. brothers come out, and then we get the titles off of off of Judgment Day, and we get them on the Creeds, and then we actually do do something with that team. It seemed like they had something set up for them when they were helping Cody and everything, and then it just became a bunch of nothing. Yeah, they were showing backstage skits. Like, hey, remember these guys? Like, eh, no, not really. It's okay. They're all going to be a part of some sort of tag team battle Priest, royal. Priest is going to shoot on him for that cannonball that they hit on him last time. He was not happy about nah, that. He did not look thrilled about the hut. Uh, the idea of doing Hindu share versus the creeds kind of pops me. <laughs> I think we're going to see that. Uh, like, so uh, that, that's, there is an idea there of, there's an idea there of, of Seth saying he can't really go a tease of a cash in, but it once again gets prevented because God help competence uh, when it comes to these cash ins. You don't need competence. You need luck. That's all that the money in the bank briefcase is. It's luck. Remember when Austin Theory tried to do it and he kept getting punched by a random. We box? need, we need a, we need, yeah, that ruled actually when it's, Austin Theory just kept getting knocked out. <laughs> we need a, a skit, a backstage segment of our truth with the referees. And like he's got like a fake briefcase. He's like, now when Damien, when he hands you this, you ring the bell. Okay, no waiting, no waiting around. And then he's like practicing with all the referees. That's what we need. Oh, I need that. And it's it, that's how that's how he ingratiates himself further to Damien. Yeah, I'm gonna teach yeah. you, dog. I'm gonna teach you how to do this. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm gonna teach his referees. <laughs> I'm gonna teach him. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah, you t- I'm going to tell these referees to stop waiting just to get it done. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, Priest would be awful and perfect for this all at the same time. So, great. yeah. So we're, we're, we're in a, an interesting, it, it's kind of upsetting how interesting of a spot this is, given that it's Seth Rollins's injury that's creating this havoc and it wasn't planned. It was not ever it was never in the cards, and now suddenly it's a pivot that hopefully WWE is able to to figure out because you do have enough people at the top of your card right now that are vying for various titles that it can make sense. You can easily have someone like Gunter come out and be like, uh, I pity you, but give me your title. We'll exchange. I'll, I'll put this one on the floor. You give me the nah, one. Gunther said he wouldn't do that. He said he wouldn't. Like, I know. He doesn't want to vacate. I know. But you know what? Plans change, pal. So who knows what Gunther would do if given the opportunity. I, I don't know who can come out other than Damian Priest trying to cash in. That's the most sense. But it also might just be too obvious for a lot of people now. At the same I mean, time, if you've got to get the belt, if you've got to get the belt off Seth, though, that is that, that is uh that's the way to do it. It is that, the most the easy. It. Yeah, it's the easiest and most um not unassuming, but like it's the way that works the best given the way that they've booked the cash in so far. This is like the foolproof has to work. You can't be wrong. And then somehow our truth screws it up for everybody. My bad dog. Let's try this again. (laughs) There's no other way to do it. So uh, I'm looking forward to raw. I'm looking forward to, uh, to how they, they kind of address this. And then of course they're doing the Cody Rhodes and CM Punk face to face. Uh, do you think they're going to add some uh, some AEW shots, or do you think they're just going to play oh. it clean? Or 
just go for it because they never they never interacted in AEW. They were at different time po- at different points in time. They were there, so uh, well, they know, were there at the same time. They just never I barely they were there. Yeah, yeah, for like maybe two months together. Right. Yeah. I would love to see. I would love to see Cody and Punk just take shots at each other until they finally come together and say something negative about the brand and they become best friends over it. Wow. <laughs> like, oh my god, me too. <laughs> wow, Joel. Cody and Punk Twitter trolls out here. Just like, you hate AEW? I do too. Oh my god. And then, yeah, they just become like... You have a Cody Rhodes avatar. You have a CM Punk avatar. There you go. Everyone comes together and they're best friends now. And then all of a sudden, someone comes in with the Mercedes avatar and they're just like, oh my god, me too. And now everyone's friends on the internet again. No more weirdos. They're all combined. I Here's the thing. They gotta address the world, the world heavyweight title situation. Because whatever Seth says, they got to bring that up yep. in some shape or form. Like they, they just they can't leave that be of oh Seth vacated the title, it's free. Priest is the new champion, or Priest is not the champion, or Seth is working hurt going into WrestleMania. You can't just not mention that there. Um, they'll talk about the Rumble. I think they will mention AEW. It might be other company. It might be elite, you know, they'll, they'll just say it like that. There, there will be some type of reference. Cody oftentimes can't help himself. Punk oftentimes can't help himself. It's what makes them them, honestly. And like, there's, there's precedent in history with it. Seth has brought up AEW during that, uh, during their feud. Um, you know, Punk has brought up references of punching people backstage and so they'll do something there what it is i don't know they'll it, it'll get an ooh and an ah though uh and and people people like us will be like yeah all right that's that's funny that's good <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just be sitting in our chairs like mm, yeah good stuff where are they tonight they're in new orleans so they're in uh, new orleans yeah okay 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 the smoothie king center they know what they're talking about them smoothie yeah that's a that's typically does well for them no one's typically does well yeah they've they've hosted a wrestlemania so that counts for something right they've hosted two I mean, that's a smoothie king center but no, yes oh yeah, the next door the, the Benz yeah, new orleans has hosted that was the only one i've been to that was 30 um you won't be able to play anything on that that show on wrestlemania showcase <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about there's always no oh what about no oh yeah that's a good Do you point. remember what happened what else happened at 30 at 30 yeah, uh, I mean Triple H and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, can't do that match. Can't do that match. What else? Can John you- Cena and Bray. They just did that in last year's game. I mean, you, yeah, I guess not. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I will add that I think that uh, I, I hope that they do a break cover this year. I do hope that they do a special edition break cover, but I don't know if they will this year or if they'll wait. Maybe do next year, but uh, I think I think that would be just a nice little added. If if the family is is into that, if they want to do that, I think that'd be a nice little added touch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, WrestleMania 30. I know you probably remember off the top of your head because you were there. I not to... really, honestly. Let's take a look here. They we did have... a women's battle royal that AJ Lee won. Hold on, let's see if I can actually recall this from okay. the show. Okay, so, so you it... let's let's start from the main event. Opened. No, I'm gonna start from the. T- uh, uh, I'm just gonna kind of randomly. I'm gonna try to remember. Go for it. Yeah, it opened with Hogan, Rock, and Austin, which ruled. Honestly, absolutely ruled that got those three in the ring yep. together. True. 
Um, yeah, and Hogan called it the, the Super Silverdome. Yeah, good stuff. That racist. Um, then it was Brian and and Triple H. There was Shield and New Age Outlaws and Kane at one point, right? Press the wrong button. Kane was not there. No, Kane and New oh, Age Outlaws. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was looking at the pre-show. Yeah, yeah, Kane was there. Kane, okay. New Age Outlaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Two minutes. Cesaro won. Cesaro won the Andre. AJ Lee won some women's thing. The Vicky Guerrero Invitational match for the <laughs> WWE Women's Championship. Sorry, the WWE Women's yeah. Championship. Yeah, she won that. Cena beat Bray. Uh, there was the main event with Brian Batista, Randy Orton. Oh, how many more matches are there, Joel? How many am I missing? Uh, I think you're missing one. And I think it's the biggest one, the Shocker. Did you mention the Shocker? The Shockmaster? No, the Shock, the most shocking results. Match. Oh, Undertaker and Brock. Yeah, that's the only one. Yeah, I forgot that was on that show. Yeah, so that's the only one <laughs> that you can like feasibly run back in terms of people under contract uh, yeah. or people still involved with the company. I would love to see Cesaro versus Big Show match from <laughs> the Battle Royal. I forgot Undertaker and Brock was on that show. It's legitimately like one of the biggest upsets ever since the streak hit. And I was like, yeah, match kind of sucked. And like, I didn't care that much about the streak. Never an Undertaker guy. So like, yeah, I get it. I, I mean, listen, once, once you bring a giant ass concussion into the ring in the first five minutes of the match, and then you got 20 more minutes to go, it's a little hard to uh, keep that whole thing going. Uh, so yeah, Undertaker and Brock, I guess, would be the Mania 30 match on a... Uh, 2k yeah i mean you can now nah, there's really no one here you could do other nah, there's that. nothing else everybody else is in aew everybody else is like part of aew in, in these matches you can do the, the the divas championship match no not everyone i mean some people are coming listen aj is attached to, to punk oksana you can always use alicia fox you can use the bella is not as much Cameron, no. you can always use. Well, she's not there, but she, her likeness has been used before. They're not using. They're not doing that. Daniil, huh? Eva Marie, Layla, Naomi. She's coming back, right? They're not. They're not doing that. They're Natty, doing, Rosa Mendez, Summer Rae, Undertaker, and they're doing Undertaker and yeah, uh, Brock. Yeah, they should just do Orton and Batista, and it's like <laughs> that's, that's it. That's no, what no. It is. Stevie Richards. Stevie Richards will be the third man. There you go. It'll be it'll be rewrite the story instead of finish the story. <laughs> uh Caden sent a super chat. Is Lame Lou Queen the best racer of all time? No, that's uh Bob Holly, right? Yeah, Sparky Plug. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I don't know why anyone would think otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. What what other I don't know. I don't now I want to go through and look at all the other WrestleManias and be like, which matches can we use and which ones can we definitely not use? That's some short form content for us on this channel at one point. I feel like most of them they'll be able to to do okay with. Um yeah, I mean we mentioned 20, they'll just do Kurt and Eddie. Like that'll be fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Kurt's like, I'm coming back, baby. <laughs> Everything else, like they I think they're they're kind of okay with okay, so what about Ooh, you know what might be a tough one? I'll look it up now. 24. 24? Yeah, because you're not going to use Edge. 
Oh, well, again, you might. You don't. No, nah, let's let's assume let's assume they're not doing. Oh, okay, they got Orton, Triple H, and Cena. For oh, time. yeah, that's perfect, right there. Yeah, never mind. You, you got. I was Kane thinking Sean and Flair, but you're not using you're not using Flair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's they'll use Orton, Morgan. Triple H, and Cena. Oh, you could just do the Money in the Bank, and then suddenly Chris Jericho's not there, which that's fine. <laughs> John Morrison could be there, but not not Chris Jericho. I hope they don't lean too heavy on Cena though, because like that we just did the showcase last year with Cena. Like I don't need to replay a bunch of Cena matches again. Listen, they'll just do JBL versus Finley from that WrestleMania. That'll that'll fix everything. Oh man. I don't know if there's another if there's another one that is gonna be problematic of who they have and don't have. I feel like for the most part they'll be okay. Otherwise, I'm just trying to think of main events of guys who are gone and everything. I bet you Sting and Triple H. Oh, I hope they do that. Sting will be Sting will be done by then, right? Yeah, yeah. Sting will be Sting will Sting will be retired. You can do 23 John Cena and Shawn Michaels. What else? Yeah, there, there's nothing else that I don't think. Because Roman main events every show after this, and he's he still works with people who are still all still in the company. Yeah. Oh, I'm all for the 32. Let's do let's do the, the let's do the the Dean Ambrose versus Brock match. I would love to replay that match and make it good. Make it good. Yeah. That's such a funny story. Like Brock does not want to do anything for Moxley. <laughs> it doesn't work for me, brother, in every way, shape, and form. That was the best. 36 they better it better be in the friggin warehouse they have to gotta be in the warehouse and then they have to have like somebody after you win as drew has to come out and confront him and it can't (laughs) be big show it's going to be somebody else entirely that makes no sense but like that would be the perfect one the bonus match that was such a funny that what i want to know were they going to do that live If, if wrestlemania 36 had been live in tampa as planned were they going to have Drew win and no. then have him confront, be confronted no. by the big show? Absolutely not. That would have been just... They had a full-ass match. That match went longer than the match where Drew won the title earlier by like two full minutes. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 30, 37 could get tricky because of Mercedes and Bianca. Yeah. You can't, you're not probably not going to do that. <clears throat> can't do Roman edge and Brian. Yes, you can. No. Rhea and Oscar. Maybe. Yeah. I Morrison. I see like bunny and priest against Miz and Morrison would be perfect shot there, but Morrison's yeah. an ROH. That doesn't count for all. I know, but see, here's we're working on the theory and the assumption that nobody who is signed to AW slash ROH and ASTNA will be in the game. That that's what makes this exercise fun because otherwise we we would just be like, screw it, yeah, they'll do Bianca and Sasha. Who cares? But like, we we got to work under the assumption that they're not or the theory that they're not using any of these people. 
Okay, so then the two, so they'll, they'll they have the uh, the giant box like structure. You'll do Randy uh, and Fiend, and then you can do KO and Sandy is that Logan Paul? Is that mean though? If they do Randy Orton and the Fiend, like, well, again, gonna... you get to control the outcome, so I don't think it's a big deal. But like that match was universally hated by everybody not named me. Box like structure, Jeremy. Box like structure. No, I loved it, but like people are gonna. I don't know. Yeah, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and then you get to punch Logan Paul afterwards. Probably the best option there. Do you do Braun versus uh, Shane in the cage? Because Shane uh, doesn't technically work there. Well, I mean, he showed up last year at WrestleMania, so yeah, yeah. Shane, Shane, something there. Shane will be in the game. Shane will be in the game. Okay. Uh, who else is there? <laughs> the Nigerian drum fight. <laughs> oh, Apollo and Big E. Let's go. They need to bring that match back and make it a real drum no, fight. They don't. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, the tag title, the women's tag titles, you could do that. There's, yeah, there's a few things from that WrestleMania. Can't you do the, the main events, though. No, you got to redo the main events. You do, I mean, Sasha's going to have to take on somebody else. Oh, sorry, not Sasha. Bianca's going to have to take on somebody else. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think they'll just do Kevin and Sammy on that. Yeah. Like this. Yeah, because you'll have Logan Paul. He's the big, the big attraction there. That makes the most sense to me. Where else can we go on this? Let's look at 14. You That's can Austin do all Michaels. Austin Michaels. You're fine. Yeah. Triple H versus Owen Hart. Nah, you're doing, you're doing Austin and Michaels. Are we only taking one match from all of these? I assume so. I don't know how this game works. I, I would assume so. <laughs> I don't know how this game works. They literally just announced the trailer and stuff today. Wait, I know. It's going to be a lot of Hogan. It's going to okay. be a lot of Hogan for the do early you do- years. Do you do the fatal four way from WrestleMania 2000? Because you can't no, do Jericho's in it. No. Oh, no. Jericho's not, not in it. Sorry. Jericho he was supposed to be, to be in it. it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Jer- uh, no, Big Show's in it, though. Big Show's in it. So, no, you can't. You can't do it. WrestleMania I, 2000. Ooh, that one might be tough. Because no, you, no, you can like do the four way. You can do what? the four way. You, you can do the four way, but you can't do the, the triangle ladder match, like you were saying. You can't do the four way. Big Show's in it. Oh, he doesn't count. They'll just replace no, Joel. You don't McMahon. don't defeat the purpose of this exercise. You just put in Shane McMahon, and Shane McMahon just def- he's there for himself. Ooh, this one's actually tough. They might have to do fucking Kane and Rikishi against DX. You can't do you can't do Angle against Jericho and Stevie Richards. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no, Kane and Rikishi versus X Pac and Rogue. Hardcore Holly against Crash Holly. Is that what you're gonna do? I mean, probably. It's a it is a hardcore battle royale, so you have others, including Taz. Oh, they legitimately might have to do Kane and Rikishi. That's the only match no, that you can no, do no. based Big on Bossman and Bull Buchanan versus the Godfather and D'Lo Brown with Ice T. Pimpin' ain't pimpin' ain't easy, man. That was the great. And he just yells out at the end, Biatch! Yeah, <laughs> that, was a song. that was a really good song. That's probably the one. Uh, yeah, WrestleMania 2000 is tough, actually. Well, that's also like the only WrestleMania that... Or, it was a WrestleMania that had no singles matches except for the only women's match on the card. You can which, do the women's match. You can do Terry against the cat. Sure. I don't know what... I don't think the cat wants to be in the game. I don't know if Terry wants to be in the game either. So awesome. Wow. I mean, unless they get paid really well. Uh, yeah, that would be the one. Yeah. Oh, there we go. We found one. That it would be interesting to see what they end up doing there. Yeah. I assume they make it 
like they, they make good with somebody like the big show and it'll be fine. But again, we're working on the, the, the point of this exercise is to find it to where that doesn't work out. Yep. Just like WrestleMania 22, Triple H and John Cena. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. Yeah. Two thousand, that was a good call. That that might be the one where they might not have anything. <laughs> yeah, because you got a, a whole string of John Cena takes the main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After that, it's just like what about twenty nine? That's rocking. That's rocking Cena. I, I think I've I've gone through. I think everything else yeah. they're they're okay on. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Okay, we'll we'll see we'll see what comes out. But uh, yeah, the gimmick battle royal that'd be nice for forty. For for the way too much time on this, Joel is like, "This would be great for short form content for our channel." And then here we do twenty minutes looking through all of this stuff. Yeah, I don't know why we suddenly did that, but here we are. Uh, we're back on the the Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes, and uh, oh, are we? I don't know. And 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 CM Punk train for tonight. We're gonna preview yeah. Raw later, but but the Seth Rollins stuff. I just hope that uh, I hope that whatever it is is gonna make people happy because there is plenty of there there are plenty of adventures to choose on this story. We'll put it like that. Yeah, we'll we'll see. It's going to open the show. It's going to be a big deal, obviously. So we shall see where it all ends up. Let's pivot over to AEW. Let's talk about Collision for a little bit. It was a wrestling show, as it always is. But really, the big steps here. There's two big steps, Jeremy Lambert. Number one, your absolute favorite wrestler of all time, who has an open challenge weekly, has his opponent for Dynamite this Wednesday. The Cope Open, the Copen, if you will will be uh, taken on by Minoru Suzuki. This uh, this shocked a lot of people. First of all, if there's one thing Minoru Suzuki comes in and does in AEW, it's lose. That's right. So uh, Minoru Suzuki is going to lose to Adam hey, Copeland. Well to do it. Are you looking forward to this match when it goes announced? Because I think a lot of people were taken aback when they saw the graphic, including Tom's Customs, who put it together months ago. <laughs> it was definitely surprising. Um, you know, but it's a cool match. It's a match you probably didn't think you were going to see or anything. It'll be fun. You know what you're getting out of Suzuki at this stage of his career. You kind of know what you're getting out of Adam Edge uh, on this stage of his career as well. But like, he's had good matches over the past few weeks with uh, Moriarty and, and Martin and, and Garrison. So like, I, I'm not mad at it or anything. It's a, it's a fun little – it's a fun match. And Edge clearly just wants to do fun stuff. He said as much. And I look forward – I always like watching Suzuki wrestle. So I look forward to – him him and edge it'll be it'll be something different it's a the match announcements this hangman and penta even something like swerve and jeff tony is back on his we got a roster full of very good to great wrestlers who are over to different varying degrees and levels but certainly have their their fan bases even at the lowest form of those levels and so we can just do cool matches. We don't need to to no, it's always it's always fuck Adam Copeland. Um we don't need to still a little bitch. Uh we don't need to, you know, we don't need to pussyfoot around this for lack of a better term there. We can just do these cool matches with all these great wrestlers that we have. And they're doing that. And so and that when you have the availability of a Suzuki, sure, bring him in. Have him face Copeland. When you have Penta and Hangman, it's like, hey, this would be a fun match. Sure, let's do it. Like, I, good. This is why people fell in love with AEW. And this is what they kind of missed the boat on a lot throughout last year, is they were just too busy 
not willing to do these matches for some reason. What's really funny to me is uh, we could do our AEW Dynamite preview tonight because the show has essentially the card's been announced. They've already sure the they'll announce well, not so the match. There's not a women's match on the show, is there? No, there isn't, but they're doing a face-to-face with Dion. I know that typically means they'll add a women's match, but in terms of like the matches themselves, Wardlow and Trent is most likely just going to be a squash match. And then they'll do a segment with Adam Cole Bebe talking about going after the world title. So like there is stuff that can be added to make for time, but the main event is Suzuki and Copeland, and sure, that's fine. Uh, it's got top billing right now on the on the graphics. It's a good match. It's a fun match. The thing with the Copeland Open or the Cope Opeland, Ope, the Copeland is that this is this is fun watching him do these matches. It's not as fun when you realize he's doing it as a, I'm building my way back to the TNT title. It's something he needs to do, but it's coming at the cost of like, well, we know you're going to win. And that's like the one thing that kind of takes me out of it. It's not necessarily, it's not bad that this is the story they're telling, but it's the one thing that I'm just like, why do we have to establish right from the get-go that he is building his way back to Christian? Because now we've just established that He's going to be unstoppable. And then Tony Khan makes the announcement on Saturday during collision that the rankings are coming back. It's like, okay, the timing is good. People want this. That's great. But now in terms of the Adam Copeland stuff, it's like, well, now he's just not going to lose until he goes up against Christian or just before Christian. And they do think it's just, that's kind of my feeling is that like, it's cool, but I don't know if you had that kind of feeling in the back of your head when this happens. Not really. I mean, he was probably going to win all these matches. Anyway, the fact that it's building back towards Christian he just said that part out loud. Like, did he have to say it? Maybe not, but it gives him a purpose for doing this. Yes, it does almost make it feel like, hey, foregone conclusion. But that's a lot of these matches. Do I think Penta is really going to beat Hangman? No. Do I think Jeff Hardy is really going to beat Swerve? No. Like, it, some of these matches are already foregone conclusions based on who is going after what. It doesn't really take me out of the match, though. Going to Penta and, and Hangman, what you just said. I want to believe that there is a spot wherein Penta can beat Hangman Page. Okay. And we're not, but we don't have that. That's one thing. That's that's kind of what I'm coming from, is that when you introduce Griff Garrison as the first and you build from there, I don't even believe that Minoru Suzuki can beat Adam Copeland, given Suzuki's record in AEW. I'm waiting for that first real challenge where I'm like, oh, this could be the one. But right now we're not there because again, you can call it records. You're not going to do that three, four matches in. Right. But my point being is that I want to feel that way with someone like page versus Penta. I want to feel like these are two guys that are on a similar level and jockeying for a position because right now swerve hangman, they're both going for that world title. And I and again, same thing with Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's been complaining about being on Rampage for weeks, which is fun to me. But uh, I, I want to believe that either of their opponents can win their matches. This is how AEW has been, though, Joel. Like, they have always kind of done these very cool matches, but it's like, oh, we know one person is involved in this title picture, so they are probably going to win that match. At some point, they will do, hey, can they'll match up two contenders against each other, basically. And then they will, then it'll be, oh, I don't know who's going to win this type of thing. But this, going back to, you know, the early days when they would just give you cool matches to give you cool matches and it would mean something because guys were trying to be established in the rankings, they would always do this. Like, I don't, 
it doesn't take me out of it. It's still, it's a great match. And this is, this is what I think the AEW fans want. Like this is honestly just, it's, it's wrestling in a lot of ways. Until we get to the pay-per-view, you largely know who's going to win a lot of these TV matches. WWE will do some weird stuff just because they like to fuck around. But AEW, by and large, you know who's going to win a lot of these matches. It doesn't make them worse or anything. The goal of the match is to turn the people, uh, the, the people you're trying to get over, to get them over. And the people who do lose, make them look strong enough so the next time they're on television, people still want to see them. And then give them some wins on, on there because that's where they got fall into a hole of like, well, now every time this guy's on television, he just loses. And so then you kill the interest of this person. That's what I'm worried about with, with somebody like a Brian Keith or a Queen Aminata where they just lose, lose, lose. They're having these great performances. I see where you go. I see where you're coming from. I see where you're going. I don't know if you they have these great performances, but they, but they keep losing. People are still enjoying them for their performances. At some point they got to get that win. And then it's like, Oh, okay. Now they're there. Cause if they just keep losing, it's like, Oh, who cares? Brian Keith against Brian Danielson. Very cool match. Everyone's going to love the match. It's like, we know Brian Keith is going, they can't hit that point. Um, but I think the AEW fans, this is what this is what the AEW fans want, though. And I don't think this is a bad thing, by the way. They want cool matches. Maybe the outcome is a little bit known, but again, I think a lot of these outcomes are a little bit known. They, but they want the cool matches, and that's what AEW was giving to them instead of the bullshit that they were doing for a large part of 2023. I'm looking forward to the rankings coming back. I'm the like, rankings. I want to I see it. how they. I want to see how they make this work because it's easy to say we're bringing it back. It's another thing to have to manage what the rankings mean in a world where dark and elevation no longer exist. Therefore, padding your resume has to be figured out somehow else, which is pretty much rampage. The rankings are interesting because yes, people wanted them back. I kind of did. Like I understood them. But then they went into such a like they didn't care about the rankings very clearly by a certain point. And now I, I tweeted as much, but like now you've got you've added titles, but they didn't have the continental title last time with the rankings. They didn't have I don't even know, they didn't really do a trios things with it at that point. I think they had the international title, but it was like just getting established. If you want to throw in the ROH titles, that's something as well. The, uh, you know, dark and dark elevation. I tweeted this. Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. were the number one ranked tag team multiple weeks. Multiple weeks in the rankings. Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. They were 16 and four. They, they, they did end up getting a tag team title shot. No one believed they were going to win the tag team titles just because they had a great record because one, all those matches took place on dark and dark elevation Two, anytime they were on dynamite, they lost. That was where the four losses came from. So without dark and dark elevation, how do you pad out some of these records? Are we going to see guys on ROH so they can just get wins 
We're going to see more guys on Rampage so they can kind of just get wins. I probably, but I hope. Well, Collision, they they establish people there. Same with Dynamite. They do, but Collision has become the wrestling for wrestling's sake show in a lot of ways. That's what this past Saturday show was. It was like a, okay, it was a very traditional like 80s TV wrestling program in that you knew it was WWE Saturday night. Not that that was, that was more nineties, but it was, that's what everyone's been talking about it being like where the wrestlers come in, you know, who's going to win just like the conversation we just had. And there's like a little building, but not a ton. It just a bunch of matches for matches sake. See, I'm, I'm with big man dogs here who says the system should be designed in such a way that not all winners are equally viable. Beating 10 jobbers should. Yes, agreed, I agree. Agreed. You need, you need to have momentum means something when you defeat a higher caliber talent. That, and that's that's what I've I've said on you know back when they had the rankings before is there needs to be some type of weight to this system. Beating John Moxley should count for more than winning ten matches on Dark. It, it just should. Like winning on Dynamite should mean a little bit more because theoretically you're putting your good matches on Dynamite. You're you're in front of an losing on Dynamite should mean more. If you want people to uh, if if you want people to you know be visible and have credibility, have them win matches on Dynamite. And look, if you want to do ten squash matches ten weeks in a row on Dynamite to get someone over, fine, go that route. But that that's at least they're on television winning those matches. They're not on no offense to ROH. They're not on ROH winning those matches. When it was Dark and Dark Elevation, they were not winning. They weren't on a YouTube show that was not watched by anybody, but very hardcore of the hardcore. Like you can tell me Jay lethal is great because he's Jay lethal is 20 and three in AEW, And every time I see Jay lethal on dynamite, he lost like, I, okay, cool. He's 20 and three. I ain't seen this guy win a single match. I ain't watching dark and dark elevation. You're, you're only a small portion of your audience is watching those we're watching those shows only a small portion of your audience audience is watching roh so don't just give people a bunch of victories on roh and then act like ah now they have earned this title shot what i would like to see is the potential to have not i don't want to call it a booking committee but a yes what'd you call it what'd you say bcs that's what college football uses okay yeah okay so this is similar okay yeah so similar idea where there is a grouping of of uh, coaches, producers, whatever you're going to call them in AW, who put together these rankings, explain why you can do a, you know, I, I, they're big on creating a ton of content, make an exclusive YouTube content or add it to the event center, do a, a whole like rankings reveal for the week and then explain how you can do it in a write up, whatever it is, but make it so that there is a group of people who are explaining why certain people are ranked where they are instead of just saying, well, this person is, you know, 20 and one, therefore they're first in the rankings. No, let people who are, you know, 20 and 10 be atop the rankings because of the caliber of the wins that they get. And even people who lose, if you lose to a big talent, but you still put up a fight that should be able to move you up and down the rankings. And this is going to continue a conversation for a lot of creators like us where like we agree, we disagree, we debate, whatever. And that's good content instead of just throwing up numbers and being like the, 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 the facts are these people are undefeated. Therefore they deserve the title match because they beat 50 people in the span of a day. Wardlow is getting the title shot. 
we need to find a way to make the rankings matter beyond just the numbers. We'll see if they, they do something like, I understand the committee thing. I think with that, you kind of just want it to be one person. And, and what I mean by that is like one basic figurehead for, I don't want people, I don't want wrestlers going on social media with their ho ass comments or even like promos in the ring of like the committee screwed me over. I should have been like, uh, shut up about that. Yeah, like, don't I don't want any gimmick. Don't make that a gimmick. Just, yeah. Yeah. But I want, I want some sort of explanation as to why people are ranked the way they are week to week. Cause this is the one thing that happens in wrestling is that inevitably they gets dropped or what you just said happens where someone gets on the microphone and they cut a promo and they're like, Oh, the booking committee, they hate me. And it's like, that. no, this is not what we're doing. The idea is that I'm going to be better and show the booking committee that I deserve to be number one, not have a personal feud with, I don't know, Jerry Lynn, just because he ranked me fifth instead of first. Yeah, can't do anything them, with that. Yeah. I don't want them complaining about like booking committee rankings or anything like that. I think that there should be some type of weight to the system. I don't know if you need to explain. I don't think you need to explain the rankings. Honestly, I just think you need to have the rankings in a way that makes sense. And so the fans can explain it themselves. Almost. If I see hangman page at three and one, let's say he's got wins on dynamite over Penta Phoenix and Claudio, but lost to John Moxley. He should be ranked higher than, sorry, Jay Lethal. I'll keep using Jay Lethal. Then Jay Lethal, who might be 11 and one, but all of his wins were on ROH television. And he's got, and his one loss was to Claudio, who Hangman obviously beat. They just put, just put Hangman higher than Jay Lethal. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I get why Hangman's higher. Because then if you put Lethal, higher than hangman then i'm like eh, this is bullshit you're just doing this because he has more wins over a bunch of nobodies type of thing you don't need to explain it you need to uh, expect that fans are actually smart enough and i know that's that's a lot sometimes but i do think AEW fans this is the kind of shit that they want like just expect that they're smart enough to get it by doing it correctly for those who are waiting, by the way, Mansoor joins us in about a half an hour on the show. We're looking forward to bringing him on, talk about Big Gay Brunch. We're going to talk about DPW, talk about how he's on Twitch and everywhere, and how Jeremy Lambert hates his guts. Now, that's a little far. We got heat. but No, no, I, I want you to say it. that you hate his guts. Uh, that's I want to see I if Mansoor can punch you in the face. I don't hate anybody, but like we got heat. That's for sure. Looking forward to that heat. I hope he punches you in the face. I mean, he can't throw a screen. I mean, we can give him your address. That doesn't seem nice. Yeah, well, you know, just go to go to Tampa this weekend. Go for the Royal Rumble and meet up with him at uh, the GCW show. Infect everybody if I go to Tampa this weekend. Trust me, it ain't going to be you who infects the people. Uh, <laughs> Please, wrestling fans, uh, get get just get taken care of, would you? What are you saying? They should get spayed and neutered. Yes, absolutely. In some cases, <laughs> yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Uh, help control the wrestling population, <laughs> would you? Wow, I hear that this thing get a new reversible one. <laughs> oh, sorry, where were we? Do you do you remember when when the rankings were first? I don't out? remember shit, crybaby. 
Thank you very much. When the rankings were first out, were they ranking champions as well or just listing champions? No, champions are just listed. I find that interesting. Is there a way to add champions to the rankings for other championships? In other words, Orange Cassidy, international champion, how is he in the (laughs) ranking going up against a world heavyweight champion contender? I would like to see some of that because the ranking shouldn't be specific to the division that they're in because there is no international title division. It is just wrestlers with titles. That's something that I wouldn't mind seeing in this iteration. That's where I'm I'm wor- I'm wondering about like the extra championships and stuff. So like before they just had the champions listed at the top. It's like here's Moxley, Pack, and whoever the TNT champion was at the time. Let's say Cody. I don't think that's right, but whatever. Darby. He was and then they had five Yeah. Sammy Guevara, one of those guys. And then they had five wrestlers below them. And it's like, okay can the fifth guy go after the TNT title? Like where's he ranked in relation to, to this title type of thing? Yeah. Because there's not like established divisions. It's not heavyweight junior heavyweight type of thing. It's just, you can kind of go wherever you want to go. One, I think they got to expand it from five. There's too much talent on the roster. There's now you have more shows before it was just dynamite. And then they use Dark and Dark Elevation pad records. Now you've got Dynamite, you've got Rampage, and you've got Collision. So are you going to get like there's more there's more talent across the board? Feels like you should be ranking more people than five. And then yeah, divisions. See, I think you can actually do something with divisions. Of hey, we're gonna we're declaring for the tag team division. We're declaring for the trios division. I'm declaring for the TNT title. Like, I think you can actually do something. Now you can make the argument, okay, why would you declare for this division? Why wouldn't you go after the world title type of thing? Well, because maybe this title is a little bit easier to go after. Everybody's going after the world title. Fuck that. I'll go after this TNT title. Nobody's going there. It's like the in-season tournament. Just win that. Look at the Lakers. They suck. They won that in-season tournament, though. It's like they they basically just won the TNT title. Are they going to win the world title? Probably not. They yeah, got that TNT title. Like, they got money. They're good. They got money yeah, out of that. So, like, I think you can actually do something with with the divisions. Again, I know people will be like, "Oh, well, why? Why would you declare? Why wouldn't you go after the world title?" And again, it's because like, there's that's a stacked division. Rank up some wins, build up to that, and then go after that once you've ranked up. Yeah, that would work for me. I want to see. Uh, again, this is going back to what you just said. It's really tough to look at uh, declaring for a division when the tradition in wrestling is you're after the World Heavyweight Championship. But there's also but nothing, don't they? Well, this thing. is what I'm getting at. But this is, there's also nothing wrong with being a, a newer talent and being like, I'm hungry for some gold. I'm gonna go setting realistic expectations. But that's more of a babyface thing. This is the problem. This is this is again talking through my point is that. If you're if you're a heel, you should be after the world title no matter what. If you're a babyface, you can be a little more realistic and say, okay, I've only been here for a year. I know that I, I I want this match because I want this guy, or I want this title because it means something, something like that. You're you're shaking your head. So what what's on your head? They already do declare for these titles. What's Adam Copeland doing right now? What's Roderick Strong doing right now? Yeah, but they're also doing it in the okay. Adam Copeland's doing it because he's going after his his former best friend. All right, cool. 
Yes. And he's also a baby face. So he's doing that. Then you have Roderick Strong who's doing it because his other best friend is going after the world title with a surrogate who's about to crush Tramperette on Wednesday night. So like that, unfortunately, doesn't really work because they've been put on paths. Well, Roderick Strong has been put specifically on a path by his friend to win the international championship, not oh, the world Joel. title. Oh, so you're telling me they're telling stories in how they're declaring for these titles that's as well. That's wow. not declaring. That's being told what to do. That's not declaring. But they're declaring. telling stories of why they're in these divisions. They're, wow. they're backing into this story. They're backing into both of those stories, and you know that they are. They've backed but into they're, these they're still... back the, the, the model of the rankings. They're getting there, though. You're telling me they can't do this for a lot of different things. Wow. I'm not telling you anything. I'm not telling anyone that they can't do it this way. I'm saying I don't know if it works so well to declare for a specific title when in tradition, wrestling was all about going after the world title. But when you have so many different championships in one company, what are you going to do? You're going to have to declare for something. So now everyone's going to have to over. And no one's going after Eddie Kingston. Notice that. (laughs) Yeah, because they're all bitches. No, it's because the fucking championship means nothing. Brian is. Brian said he was going to prove Eddie Kingston's a bum. Yeah. He's going to go after. So you mean they're creating rivalries for these titles. And then based on who they might want to beat up, they can go after that title and be in that division. They backed into one rivalry. And then they've been told what the other rivalry is. They backed into Copeland and Christian. What are you talking about? The whole Copeland and Christian story was before the rankings came back. The Roderick Strong and Orange Cassidy rivalry is over the kingdom where he was told, this is your mission. Go and do it. Orange Cassidy is just secondary to the entire thing. There is no, there's no rivalry there because the only story has been, I'm going to take your title. We don't care about you, Orange Cassidy, the human being. Again, you are telling stories through through declaring in divisions what if someone just wants to beat up orange cassidy then like orange cassidy does. gives him a title match that seems to be what he does then you declare for that division i don't think that's declaring because you're not in the rankings you're looking for a title shot in order to just give it to you no you, well now the rankings are there so you're gonna be in the division like i want to fight eddie kingston i want to prove myself against eddie kingston you're so you're going after eddie kingston you're declaring essentially for that division. That's what we're going with here. You can tell stories through declaring. People are always like, oh, it's tradition. You go after the world title. Not everyone's going after the world title. What are we talking about? Then why are you in wrestling? Why are you here? You can get there, but you can't. Chad Gable ain't just like going after the world title. Chad Gable wanted to win the Intercontinental title. He's not just like, ah, this title's dumb. Let me go after the world title. You right. can get there to the world title. So exactly what I was just explaining before you cut me off with your little like, oh, they're telling stories after all. I get that. What that were you explaining? I was explaining the idea that some of these wrestlers come in and they're new and they are real. Chad Gable's new. Yes. Yes, yes he is. New. Yes, because no one gives a shit about Chad Gable's accomplishments because there have been none on the main roster because he's slotted low and he's been useless. Tag team champion. Okay, good for him. Has he's he won- been there forever, though. It's not like Chad Gable's new to television. Cut his hair, called him Shorty G. He's been off. He's just like he's CM not Punk. new he to television, for 10 years, though. No, it's just like CM Punk. Gone for 10 years, came back. He's Same not situation. new to television. Changed his name, cut his hair, 
gave him a gimmick. Just change. That's all. The Miz. The Miz. The Miz wanted to go after the Intercontinental title. Why is he going after the world title, Joel? He does go after the world title from time to time. He does. And he went after he went after Gunter because guess what? There was a story. They started a story. Exactly. They tell the story through the declaration. Hey, where where are the WWE rankings in this? Everyone let it be known I was correct. You weren't, because where are the WWE rankings? Show me the they WWE. They don't do rankings. them. Exactly. Because they set it up via stories. And what are we doing with AEW? We're about to reintroduce rankings, and the rankings <laughs> are fine, but everyone should be going after the world championship if you're gonna do rankings. And like I said, if you're going to have your champions involved, then your champions should be going after the world championship as well within the rankings. I'm getting yelled at for yelling. This is your fault, Joel. Seems like uh, you problem, pal. This is your fault. You can tell stories. This is a different argument. One I kind of actually agree with you on is that you don't necessarily need the rankings to tell these stories. Just correctly tell these stories through wins and losses instead of beating people over the head with rankings you don't yes. need to do that i agree with you on that but if you're gonna have these rankings it's okay to tell the story of what what division essentially you're in that you're gonna go after yes because once again we're doing this as the rankings matter beyond the number of wins you get because this goes back to a comment that we brought up on the screen earlier just winning a match shouldn't be your reason for being ranked in the top five. The quality of your match, the quality of your victory, the quality of your opponent, that should dictate, win or lose, actually. That should dictate where you are. If you have a very strong competitive match against a talent who is very well-respected and well-known, shut up. <laughs> no, I'm not playing that right now. Uh, if, if you're if you're going up against someone who is well-known, well-established, and well-liked, and you have a deep match that goes 15 minutes and the crowd is into it, that deserves something. That deserves a higher ranking than you got beaten two minutes. Just because you won doesn't mean you should be shot up the rankings. That was the problem with the old AEW rankings. That's why I'm hoping that the way they're bringing them back includes both the story to build into the matches and the quality of opponent. And that's why going back to everything we started with, on this week's episode of Dynamite that's coming up, why some of these matches, I'm just like, how important are these opponents? Yes, the 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 match result is not in doubt, but how do they play into the rankings? Swerve beating Jeff Hardy does not do as much, hypothetically, in a ranking system to me compared to Hangman Adam Page beating Penta El Cerro Miedo. Why? Neither of these guys win singles matches. They both suck. <laughs> But at least Penta has like Penta is just more. Penta is just more. Jeff was off for so long for circumstances that were not affiliated to wrestling, and Penta has been on the show. I think Penta just holds more more stake right now than Jeff Hardy does in AEW. Again, quality of opponents and how much they matter to the general fan base. I apologize to Penta. He does have a singles victory over Anthony Henry on uh rampage it counts it counts it does jeff hardy lost on rampage so it should mean more that uh if hangman beats penta than swerve beating jeff hardy at least penta's got a victory should mean more yeah so you put more in the bucket for that victory on hangman's side of things because he gets the victory over penta trent 
beating him is going to mean a whole lot because Tony Khan loves Trent. That's the problem is that Trent's going to lose in like 38 seconds. And then he's just Tony's going to be like, shit, I like Trent. 100 points to Wardlow. He's top of the list. I don't know if you can do like a a points-based system for like winning singles tag TV pay-per-view. Like it's kind of what we're talking about uh, of just like, Hey, a win on dynamite should mean more than like a win on rampage type of thing. Um, Like, but does that, I mean, do you view the shows as A, B and C then? I, hypothetically they, they don't. Uh, I mean, rampage rampage is where it's at. Like, Penta beating Anthony Henry on Rampage, should it mean more than Jeff Hardy or Swerve beating Jeff Hardy? Like, those aren't equal wit on Dynamite. Even though Anthony Henry never wins on AWTV, neither does really Jeff Hardy. But, like, getting a win on Dynamite still means a little bit more than winning on Rampage. I think. I mean, maybe. I don't know how you do it. I don't think there's a perfect way to do it. The perfect way is you actually just tell stories through these rankings on there like that that's that's the way to do it you just tell stories through the rankings do you need the rankings to do this could you just kind of do it in your head and like hey we know that record we know you have a great record we've seen you on tv win all these matches that's kind of all you need to do but if you want to introduce the rankings to try to accountability or whatever then all right that that's fine maybe they will do you win clean you get this many points. You you win by DQ. You get this many points. You need interference. You get this many points. I don't think they're going to do that. That, that that's Bound for Glory series. Um, I don't think they're going to do anything like that. But there there are ways to do it. I think there's good ways to do it and it still introduce storytelling elements. And I do think declaring for a division, whether it's by your choice or by your friend's choice, or by whoever you want to go after, is is a worthwhile thing. If you're Jeff Hardy, and you want to be a single star, and you declare for the world title, and then you lose to Darby, and you lose to Swerve, maybe you should rethink about what damn division you're in. If you want to keep losing a bunch of matches, then sure, stay in the world title division. Hell yeah, Andretti. Maybe you should go to a different division, and maybe you'll actually win some matches there are stories you can tell by declaring whether you make it an outright statement or not by actually breaking these things up into divisions instead of here's our three champions here's five wrestlers figure the rest out for yourself you yeah tell the stories with the (laughs) rankings don't rank them for the titles specifically do you know what i'm trying to say Okay, but then how many? <laughs> well, that, that's when you get into telling stories. That's when you get into the idea that, like, I am ranked higher than you, Orange Cassidy. Therefore, you and I should be feuding over this international championship because I, like, the rankings eventually have to come into play in a story as well. And they will. Uh, you have someone, if everyone's like marked one through 100, and like number one is the world champion, but not every week because that can, again, going back to video games. That would happen in SmackDown versus Raw all the time. The world champion wouldn't always hit number one. Sometimes they'd be number two, three, but the world champion's always in the top three. And then some people jockey for position based on how important they are. Are the rankings based on who's the the best in the company? Or is it jockeying for position for a world title match or any title match 
if you use the rankings as a way to justify a title match by jumping over other champions who are ranked lower than you, then that I think is more efficient than the way they used to do it, where it was top five TNT, top five world, top five tag. That's how it would work. And that way, if you're in a tag team, but you also happen to be going for a single title, you can be ranked twice because you do both, right? FTR have done singles matches. Therefore, they should, in certain ways, they should be ranked when they're actively competing as both singles and tag. See, I, one, they didn't they didn't break it up into world TNT. It was just, here's all the champions. It's just It was just singles. And then here was women's singles and here was tag team. That was the rank. Oh, okay. Yes. The way I always saw it is like, ah, maybe I just miss misremembering. Yeah. You, you saw it wrong. Joel. No, I didn't. I see nothing wrong. Okay. Um, yeah. They had all the men under the TNT in the world. And then they added the international or continental, whatever it was called way back when. Um, and then they did it like that. See, I think, again, this is where it goes to almost a declaration thing of, uh, Let's say you have FTR. Let's say like we're in the tag team division. You know, we're, that's where we're going to be. We're in the tag. So they do singles matches. Maybe they face a, a guy who is, uh, uh, I don't, Brody King. Brody King is is it going after the, the Eddie Kingston's title type of thing. So you can still do a singles matches. It doesn't hurt FTR standing as a tag team. And it boosts Brody King to, to just win a singles match over one of those guys. And if they're high in the tag team standing and it's like, all right, well, you know, FTR is not necessarily going after any singles titles, but look how good they are in the tag team rankings. That's a big win for Brody King. I think again, you can tell stories through the rankings. You just got to actually put some time and some effort into it. And even when they would do it at their best, I don't feel like they, they did as much as they could have because they got too bogged down. Here's, here's my biggest issue with a lot of this stuff. They want to be real sports-based. No one has fully figured out to just implement a real sports style into pro wrestling because we've we've become so ingrained with, with uh, sports entertainment. New Japan does it to some extent, but they've even still, it's like, hey, you want a title shot? Just come out and call out the damn champion confront them after their victory that's how you get a title shot type of thing no one has really figured out how to implement real sports into pro wrestling because they want to lean so much more on the sports entertainment and i get that understand that because you got to do 15 minute promos and wacky skits and all this stuff but there is a way to do it you just have to actually commit to it and even at their best with the rankings, AEW didn't fully commit to that. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping. It, that's what I'm hoping changes is that there is a better commitment to the way the rankings and the stories are told around them. Because again, if you're just doing, you cannot do just sports-based presentation. You can't. You have to give me, and you have to give give everyone a story reason for your rankings and a story reason for your matches on top of why they matter in terms of positioning and importance. See, the story can be the story can be the rankings. Yes. It's just the rankings got to make sense. Cuz if you're giving a guy who is 20 and 4 a world title shot because he's got 20 wins over nobodies, no one's buying that story. So, you got to you, you're better off giving it to a guy who's 
eight and two, but all of his eight wins are great. And his two losses are just, are also like against strong competitors. It's like, okay, that guy can, can earn it. But Samoa Joe said, bring your record reputation. The reputation is based kind of on your record of who you've actually beaten. Cause if your reputation is you beat a bunch of nobodies, that ain't going to mean a whole lot. The people who beat CM Punk in UFC, just because they're one and zero, or they got two, they got victories in the UFC, doesn't make them better than a guy who maybe lost the title fight. Yeah, there, I, there's nothing I can add to that, that that you haven't you know made sense of here that I agree with. So we all we all agree that I'm correct. Thank you, Joel. No, I agree that this particular statement that you have made is correct, and I'm also trying to find a photo to use for our interview with Mansoor. That's going to be in five minutes. So is the, how does he pronounce Hopefully. his name these days? Hopefully. Is he not awake yet? I don't know. I haven't heard from him. He's got a, he's got a little kid, so I'm assuming he's still he's he's probably he's probably awake. Yeah. He's yeah. anything like me. I was up at up at seven this morning. That was a sleep in. I've slept awful the past few nights for this just coughing myself awake. It's no fun. Do not uh, recommend. Get yourself some cough medicine and a humidifier if you haven't already. <sighs> Don't have a humidifier. Cough medicine ain't doing shit for me. Get some NyQuil. Just chug it. Chug, yeah. Chug. I can't take that with the other meds I take. So mm, That is a good point. Uh, Kim Grace has a super chat, by the way, saying, I'm here, but very late. Well, welcome. We'll listen back later. It's Groundhog. I mean, snow day in the sip again. Oh, no. I hope everything gets dug out. Okay. Does Cody on the cover of 2K4 shadow? I hope so. What do you think? Is, is this finish the story season or is this finish the story on the memory card season? It depends on what The Rock is doing. I'm, I don't know, man. I know that we're we're a week away from the Rumble. The Rumble's this Saturday, so we're less than a week. There, there are parts of me that think that Rock's just not going to come back. And Rock just came to pop, pop a rating, pop the crowd, uh, pop a number, pop a social, and move on out. I don't think so. I, I don't I, – I truly don't think so. Wes Obel's correct. Video game covers are curse. That is a good um, point. I don't, I don't think Rock was – Rock came back just to, just to do that. Like I think – I don't think he does that unless he actually had plans to follow through. If Raw After Mania, they do the year-long build, that would be the best for me. The, where The Rock comes out, Roman wins or not. And Roman says, wins. Yeah, Roman wins, and then we build it one year. Oh, my God. Roman gets <laughs> an entire year off. Let's yeah. go. So, yeah. Or even Roman drop. Well, I can't drop title for that. But I don't know. I just want to see. If we're going to do Rock and Roman, I'd rather have a year-long build because the way that The Rock was on that episode of Raw when he came back on day one – I don't know if we can do a full match like that. Do you think the rocks really like, I understand. Okay. He's going to have a year to get in shape. Like the rock ain't like, he ain't slowing down just to continue to, to, to wrestle training. He's still going to make a bunch of movies and everything. Yes. But his training regimen can change based around that. His size is going to be a year older. Like, yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean as much. Again, he just has to be in a in a shape where he doesn't get blo- he basically has to work on his cardio for a year. That's really what it comes down to. Mm. Rock he had a year to train for the other Cena match and still popped his know. popped yeah. his body out like, of shape. <laughs> that, and that was ten years ago. Like Yeah, that's fair. 
His his schedule is going to be a lot busier too. At least this past year, mm-hmm. he had the time off because of the writers' strike. So, ain't gonna. I mean, I don't I assume there's not going to be any type of strike this year. So, like, he's going to be even busier with all the shit he wants to do. He's going to do. He's doing that Mark Kerr film. All oh, Mark yeah, Kerr did was film, steroids. Man. So, like, <laughs> do you imagine? <laughs> you just, he's just going to be jacked. Mark Kerr didn't have cardio. That's the worst role to to try to prepare for a wrestling match. Well, if anything, he'll just do it, but then he'll have to act gassed instead of be gassed uh, while on gas. I I don't think a year builds going to like improve the rocks quality in this. I think just to get him up to snuff for a uh for a match, I think that could work. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't just, Some days I think it's happening and some days I'm like, mm, I don't know. Maybe it's happening it WrestleMania 40. Yeah, you, that's your that's your interpretation of things. I, that's what I've been saying since he came back at, at Raw. That he was going to be there. Long, we had a very long conversation about it. It was good though. I just it I is. have my I have my doubts until he makes another appearance and makes a formal challenge. We have a lot of time. That's the other thing too. You know, you can't just have him show up and be like, "I'm doing Mania 40 because then it doesn't matter what you do between now and then. <laughs> I I think he's showing up. I think he is. All right. Well, we'll find out. Uh, our, our our guest, our esteemed guest, has arrived. If he's ready, eat with this man. Yeah. If he's ready, yeah. give me a thumbs up. I don't think he knows we have heat. But. All right, folks. This is this is this is going to be fun. You know what? I, I I'm going to let Jeremy do the introduction because no. what? No. Why not? You you've seen him everywhere. You can do the intro. You see him at TPW. You see him on Twitch making headlines for everyone. He's going to have his GCW singles debut coming up. He's got a match against Bussy at Effie's Big Gay Brunch this Saturday. He's going to be teaming up with his tag team partner, Mace. Uh, Mason. So I messed up his name already. So that's great. So Mansoor is here. Let's just get right to it. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. I'm doing great. How are you? Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Were you doubting that I was going to show up? Is that what I was hearing when I'm I first always, I, I Plans change, pal. We know this, right? So I'm I'm always a little skeptical until the person's exactly backstage. I'm a little bit resentful that you doubted my professionalism well, after we agreed to this time. Mansoor, we have heat. I don't know if you know that we have heat. No, but, but I don't know that at all. All right. Well, let me let me explain to you why. Okay. You infamously or famously did did a Twitch stream with Mace the day you guys got released. You went on Twitch. You talked for about three hours. Oh, you are the guy who wrote down everything we said, and you're upset that we didn't credit you. Yes, you, you, you're ah. calling Sean Ross Snap. You're yeah. like, oh, Sean, did we say this? What happened? I saw it on Fightful. Fightful. There's a byline, Mansoor. There's a byline that has my name that said that, of who wrote the article, who was listening and re-listening because when I saw that that Reddit post where it's like they said that <laughs> Matt Riddle slapped Gunther, yeah, I'm like, I've listened to this whole thing. I don't recall hearing this at all. So no. I'm re-listening to it of like, did I just miss this? And then yes, you call Sean to get these. Sean's not listening to you guys at one a.m. on a Thursday or Friday. Me, I'm listening. I'm double. I'm fact checking all of this stuff. I just want my credit. That's all. That's 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 really sad. I, I really feel for you. Uh, so uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Sean Rossap is your boss, is he not? Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly? Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's something to consider. Okay. Um, Sean Rossap, he's a huge star. Okay. He's known far and wide in the dirt sheet community, as we all yeah. know. 
Uh, he's over, so to speak. Brother, you need to pay your dues before you get shouted out on the insider's stream. Do you it's... understand? You gotta be, you gotta be building, uh, dirt sheet rings and, and taking dirt sheet writers to and no, from see, the airport before you get to get shouted out on a main event stream like ours. You understand? I don't want the dirt sheet credit. I'm, I'm over in the transcription and listening to <laughs> all of these. All, all these interviews and stuff. You're over in the transcription all community? The transcription Do you realize how much of a niche that is? <laughs> There's no money in the transcription community? You're telling me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, here I am now. I'm acknowledging you, so Thank to speak. You. Famously uh, a catchphrase. Uh, and I'm, I'm, paying, I'm paying it forward now. I'm, this is basically uh, sort of the compensation for your hard work that day that we got released. Uh, so I think that we're even now, don't you think? I appreciate. It. Yes, we Good. were even when you did the Brian Danielson face photo. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I forgot about that. Yeah, I appreciated that because you and you and Mace have some uh, some wild tweets that I know are taken out of context and everything, but you guys have some some very wild wild tweets. And, People uh, have dirty minds. Yeah, it's they disgusting. do. They really do. Um, but yes, I was like, I think I can turn this into a thing. Both of you guys are, are very generous to take that photo, so I could use that as a as a thumbnail. So I appreciate it. Of course, uh, you returned to to DPW. I guess it returned first match at DPW. Returned in, in that you had showed up previously. Uh, one, did you think it stood for double penetration wrestling? <laughs> well, uh, if you look at our match uh, two nights ago, you could certainly uh, perhaps see it that way. Your finish. I mean, I know you. you oh yeah, you haven't won with it very often, but you won. That was well. That's that was because we haven't. Move. That's because we haven't hit it before. If only we had hit that move in WWE, we would have. We would have. Can I swear? Yeah. Oh yeah. We would have fucking buried Hit Row. We would have put New Day in the fucking ground. We would have obliterated Legado del Fantasma. It would have been over in the first five minutes. All we had to do was drop a motherfucker on his head. If only we knew that. Although you could have had a match. Did you guys ever, like, wrestle? Yeah, we had, like... Okay, to be fair, on TV, we had, like, six matches, okay? We had Hit Row twice. We had The New Day twice. We had Legado del Fantasma. Shit, that's five. (laughs) (laughs) And then you had a battle royal that you weren't supposed to be in. (laughs) Oh, two battle royals you weren't supposed to be in. Two battle royals we weren't supposed to be in. Both times, a very high-ranking executive stood up and screamed, Why the hell are the models in the match? So, uh, and that's actually why we stopped traveling. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I love, what it, I loved, so, um, that finish, we, uh, we were like, okay, we got to show that we're killers now. We're not, uh, just the models anymore. And, and you know, we're, we, we, we're on the indies. We're doing both, uh, MXM and, uh, as we like to call it, the MXM collection, where we portray that, uh, model sort of persona. It, it's sort of like when we go into our, you know how when Finn Balor becomes the demon or, or when Edge or, or Cope becomes the, the brood Cope? You know his his darker, uh, more dangerous form. That's our that's that's when we when we so to speak go back into the closet and become the models. That's when you know that the match is going to be really intense. Um, but we decided, hey, we want to really make a statement and show that you know this uh, post WWE run of, of Mansoor and you can call him Mace. That's fine. He, we we still call him Mace just now with an S, so it can be legally distinct. Perfect. Uh, oh, for oh, fuck's gosh. sake. 
he already put you over. Well, well, well. What do we have here? Uh, listen, this guy, Jeremy, is your employee. He seems to hate your guts. Can't okay? He does. I don't, I don't mean a stooge, but the whole first part of this interview, he's just burying you. Yeah. What's the deal? Sean got credit for something I did, as is typical. As he should. He's your boss. You should always put over your boss. As is typical. Or you get, now, or you get people mad at you for something that I did. <laughs> All these wonderful dick-related headlines that I pitch that, that you get credit for now. Meanwhile, i got to take the hit every time yeah. any article gets written that I don't do. <laughs> That's very true as well. Let me tell you something right now, Jeremy. Once you take an actual bump, that's when I'll put you over, brother. All right? Hey, this, I, brother, this brother you, Sean paid his dues. Yeah, hold on. Man, sorry, will you punch Jeremy Lambert in the face if you see him at a show? I'll punch him right now. Bam! Sell it! Said he wouldn't do it through the screen. There you go. There you yeah. <laughs> see, you're already learning. Perfect sell. <laughs> Which kind yeah, of bump am I taking? Sean has uh, been infamous for taking other bumps that we... Wow! <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the rumor. Lower the camera, turn on the lights, let's go. Snowman, Sean Ross Sapp? I can't, I can't blow my nose on the air without yeah, you can't. saying I, I did that the other day, dude. Sean. I did that the other day because I'm still battling this sickness and people were going off on me too. So just what can you do? Oh, my God. I just don't want to snot on screen. Just do uh, it. Proof to the people. Uh, I do now. Yeah. So I can't do I can't do this without the allegations. Oh, no, you're gonna get die. allegations against you. Allegations? Oh, I already get a lot of allegations, so that I, I can't afford that. You gotta stick your entire finger up there and dig. This Got is fine. It. Just do it personally, it works for Got everyone. It. Got it. See, I don't even know why I showed up here at this point. Like you guys just kind of decided it for me. Why did we decide? Because like, I, Vince or I did have eggs show? earlier. I did, but um so I had breakfast like an hour and a half ago, so I didn't pop on. So, I, uh, I actually woke up 30 minutes ago, so that's how did important you? this stream is. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I, I appreciate that. I mean, you did show up on your wife's birthday to one of our streams. <laughs> don't don't put that over. That makes me sound like a horrible person. <laughs> I've seen the Barbie movie, too. You guys we to saw the Barbie, Barbie movie yeah. together. Yes, yeah. I, I, I may have cried a little bit. I may have cried. Really? Ever, ever since my daughter was born, I've just oh. been crying like just a complete loser like I've, I've been melt i watched the iron claw i fucking lost it why what happened i lost yeah, what it happened in that movie? well you uh, uh, spoiler alert i don't know if you guys know but uh a lot of people die in that movie i, I hope i'm not ruining anybody's trip what to the movie theater i was going this afternoon what are we doing here? i'm so sorry but but there's a part in the movie where um uh they they're all they're all dead and and um they see each other in in heaven and as soon as they lock eyes, as soon as the brothers see each other after passing away, I just fucking lost it. And then because Carrie goes, then Carrie goes, bang! <laughs> he gives him the, he gives him the Texas tornado. Yes. And uh, no, I swear to God, because the whole movie, I was just imagining those were my sons. You know what I mean? And I just, I couldn't, I mean, Fritz von Eric, you piece of shit, you bastard. I, I seriously couldn't even imagine being a father. And not feeling just, I would be a complete and total mess. So I put my ever since I had my daughter, I've just been like my empathy has multiplied by like one hundred times. It's, it was brutal. I was that a puddle. Sense. Yeah, 
I was gonna say I couldn't imagine crying during Barbie, but if you have a daughter, I could. I could. There's like there's a montage at the end of of a little girl growing up and she's a baby and playing with toys. And then she gets married, and that's when I was yeah. like, oh god, I can't do this. It'll happen. They went full on Kenny oh, Chesney. There goes my life. On, I know, on I know. It was like a cheap like heart. Like they were trying to pull. I know they well, were what emotionally. Are you doing? Uh, no, 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 what are you doing? No, that's not what I meant. They're pulling away. No, 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 wait, no, the allegations, the allegations. I gotta stop. I can't, I can't do this anymore. You just have to sit still. Wait, Sean, wait, Sean, Sean shared, um, the, the clip of our finish and he had, and, and Dax Harwood (laughs) replied. (laughs) Did you see Dax's reply? I didn't. What did he say? No, you didn't see that? I think he just, uh, I think he was, um, putting over, um, uh, what's the name of the director? Jordan Peele? Who's the guy who directed oh, yeah. Get Out? Yeah. I think it was putting over his famous movie Nope, because that's that's what he said. <laughs> uh, I love that finish. I, I because, um, so we were like, all right, let's do something that's going to shock people. Let's do something where that are, people are not going to expect out of the fucking maximum male models. Yes. And let's drop this motherfucker on his head with an assisted brain buster, right? You should have done a double drop toehold in honor of me. If only, if only we should have done our backshot lariat, but we still haven't figured out quite how to do that. Um, the reaction to that move, I loved because, it, it, like for me, the best thing you can possibly have is a reputation for hurting people and being dangerous when every single person you've ever wrestled was completely fine. You know what I mean? Because then I feel like, as a professional wrestler, you're doing your fucking job, right? And all the people who are extremely upset about that move, to me, it's funny because it's like going up to a magician after watching their magic show and saying, what the fuck? You could have killed that woman when you put her in a box and cut her in half. You absolute fucking monster. It's like, yeah, that's the point. It's supposed to be dangerous and it's supposed to have an air of, of uh, drama and fucking holy shit. Did he actually hurt that person? So, yeah, I was really happy with how it came out. Do you have a reputation for hurting people? Am I now we do. We oh, do okay. now. <laughs> Why not read we, the sheets? I, I've we, not read this. We ser- well, because, you know, I think about, uh, I think about like, uh, people were uh, putting heat on Athena, for example. Right. For working stiff and working snug at Ring of Honor. And it's so funny to me because if you literally took that match and put it in Japan, people would love it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's all about where you're working and the audience you're working in front of. Uh, as far as what people expect from your match. And I, I think personally that as long as nobody gets hurt, the style that you work is the style that you work. And it sets you apart and makes you different. I, I, I love her work, especially when she's working snug. As long as nobody's getting hurt, I say fucking go crazy. When you uh, go into DPW, I imagine... So I first found out about you before you actually signed with WWE. You were on a new legacy stream. That's and- right. Yeah, and you got you would just book the territory with with Johnny and the boys and there. So how easy of a decision when I guess you got called pretty quickly from Johnny of like, yeah, come to ZPW, we'll we'll make you feel at home here. That was fucking great. And first of all, we're not allowed to call out Johnny. We're not allowed to put him over. He said Fair. in the past, he said, "Don't name us. Don't name us. Don't talk about us." <laughs> even though even though the whole fucking promotion is based around the personalities of these of these three guys who are incredibly over with their podcast. They tell us, you can't talk about us in promos. You can't fucking put us over in interviews. We just want to be DPW management. Do not name us. But fuck them. They're, they're <laughs> awesome. And I'm, I'm naming uh, each and every single one. Uh, the Deadlock Boys are amazing. And it was the perfect place, I think, to debut. Uh, because, one, part, my history with uh, Johnny and uh, New Legacy Inc. 
uh, fuck, I mean, like six, seven years ago, I went on their stream and, and, and booked a TEW show. And now, just being a part of DPW with the fan base that they have, who are familiar with me, and now in this post-WWE journey, to see that uh, sort of growth from fucking right before I got signed to, to right after uh, I was released is fucking awesome. Um, uh, especially with Mace, because I met Mace like the first day I reported into the PC, and instantly we knew we were going to be best friends. It was like that. So, fuck, I mean, the and the fact that we were even a tag team in WWE was a complete and total coincidence, too. So, in my way, the way I see it, everything works out. What was the moment with Mace that uh, made you know you were going to be best friends? It was, it was just looking at him in the eyes at the PC <laughs> and knowing that we had already learned everything about each other before we had even met. Uh, it, it was knowing that we had fucking uh, grown up in the same message boards and forums and dirty, disgusting, seedy websites that, uh, that that people who are not well-adjusted growing up go to. Oh. Uh, so uh, that we, we why sort you, of why don't you name sort of. some of them? Why don't you give them I'm them not naming them? a single one. The only <laughs> one I'm going to name is uh, Ka.ws. Which is where we went to. I did it too. Yes. No. Yes. Which is where we went to make uh, Jeff Hardy on SmackDown vs. Raw 2010, <laughs> so that we could complete our rosters. We also, we also, we didn't do this in the same website, but we both did wrestling, uh, fucking role playing. Not that kind of role playing, but the kind of role playing where you create a wrestler yeah, and then. Fans. Yeah, e-feds, yeah. yeah. And then you role-play on the course, website, yeah. and then they show the show on uh, uh, on the video game. Yeah, we fucking did all the same shit. 90% of my cameos are e-feds getting me to break news for me too. at this point. Me, I fucking – I get e-feds all the time. I'm like, I'm so happy this scene is still thriving. Yeah. I did That's not crazy. realize e-feds e were still so oh, they're good, though. Good. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're pretty big. Like they'll have me do the the breaking news, and they'll be like, "Do it from your office, like it's a breaking news video." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, no cats in the background of this one." Fightful Select reports that yeah. Johnny Drama uh, is getting a a world title shot. Man, man, swa. I look forward to seeing you hopefully later this week if we can match up times, but. Uh, yeah, th thanks for uh, completely undermining our, our interview by doing... Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Shut up for a second. <laughs> maybe? You have an opportunity to interview me, and you're saying maybe? Well, well, WWE is still yet to give us our media itinerary for the week. Well, fuck them! Confirm with me. <laughs> Easy for if, you to say. And then if, if they give you a time that conflicts, tell them, sorry, I just booked a big interview with this huge fucking star. I should do that. I should do that. Do it. Big league them. I wonder what they'd say. What do you think they would say? What do you think they, they would say if I said he told me to tell you? <laughs> I think that I think they'd say who? <laughs> Which one was he? <laughs> oh man! Well, well, good good luck. Safe travels, enjoy. Sean. Enjoy. If we don't talk to you, see before. see you later this week, man. He always yeah. does that. Yeah. Uh, there goes there goes Sean Rossap. Now I can say he's done a done a stream with you after you killed his uh, AEW review by showing up on our NXT show. And then, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I, I I tipped the the tide in the ratings war. Yeah, you're yeah. draw. You're draw. I know. I know. Yeah. I I can't draw, but I do draw. Oh, that's how I feel. I'm trying to trying to draw stuff with my son, and he's just no has none of it. I can draw a star, and he's like, oh, I know what that is. And everything else, I just, no moons, no nothing. I'm just awful. You're not allowed? Like he says, you're drawing shit, Dad. Pretty <laughs> much. 
22 ru- months old. The kid is just on me like, that's bad. You're ruining my drawing. Fuck off. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. Although it's adorable because when he sees a star, he calls them up above because Twinkle Twinkle. Oh, star. that's cute. When you get that's to that age, cute. there's some good stuff. Mace actually is a very talented uh, illustrator. Like, I believe really that. good. Yeah. He actually drew um, our tag team t shirt designs. Oh, sweet. Yeah. He's really good. He's really good. We got to stop wanna, I, on the show. I want to clear this up so there's no allegations on, on Reddit. All right. Did Gunther slap Matt Riddle? He slapped the piss out of him. <laughs> did, did Matt Riddle punch back? Oh, they were fucking brawling all over the locker room. It was it was insane. I mean, we had uh, bodies flying everywhere. I was just watching. I, I didn't give a shit. Uh, I mean, I, I remember seeing uh, the Usos, the New Day, uh, fucking Legato. I, they were all trying to get between them, but they could not be stopped. And Gunther was throwing shoot chops. What you see in the ring is a work. But in real life, he's like, ah, 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 it's fucking cracking my eardrums. Yeah, it was legit. It really happened. <laughs> Were any monitors? Wait, no. The funniest one was that Gunther, uh, uh, there was a fucking, somebody said, oh, uh, they said Gunther is a stooge. The f- yeah. How, what the <laughs> fuck does that even mean? What? <laughs> Like, what does that mean he's a stooge? Like, he goes to the office and, and reports that we're playing Tekken backstage? Like, I, I think they're playing Tekken back there. This is, this is not allowed. I don't know why he's French in my uh, impersonation. This what? is not allowed. They, they, cannot, they cannot be playing Tekken. I got to give, I I give whoever did this recap, like, some credit in, in the fact that, like, some of it was true. 80% then, of it was true. And yeah. then they sprinkled in. Yeah. And then there were, like, some, like, half-truths. Like, they didn't exactly say that. But, like, sure, if you want to, like, that that was your conclusion. Okay. And then, yeah, but the Matt Riddle-Gunther one, that was the one everyone ran with. Everyone was completely, like, freaking out of, like, I can't. I can't support Gunther anymore. He's lost it. I no more. I can't like, support Gunther. He's a cop. I yeah, can't. he's a bit backstage. <laughs> so now <laughs> I can't. But that was the genius it. of it is that they took real <laughs> things and then they put in like three or four fake things just to control their narrative, so to speak. Rest in peace. <laughs> Would you have worked for control your narrative? I'll work for anyone that pays. That's not true. I won't work for anyone that pays me. I'm not that desperate. I'm not. I, I already had somebody uh, try to pay me to take a video of my feet. Oh, and, uh, yes, I, here it is. I had enough self-respect to say no. No offense to anyone who does that. I'm just, uh, I'm not that desperate yet. Give me a year, and we'll see how uh, naked my toes will be on camera. Okay, what if they ask you to, to shave to a mustache only? Would you do that for... What for- if I shave to a mustache only? Yeah, yeah to, for, uh, for booking. No, because this beard is basically like, it's the equivalent of wearing makeup for me. It's to hide my weak jaw. I need this beard. I know the feeling. I really it's do. Integral. It's yeah. integral. Let's. Uh, I want to go back. Before you joined WWE, you were a Hood Slam regular. Your last match was against Dark Sheik. You came back to Hood Slam. Your first match, Dark Sheik. Yes. Talk to me about putting that together and, and kind of the emotions, knowing that that was your incoming match and the, just the history there with Dark Sheik. Yeah. So I was talking to Sheik and I basically said, listen, uh, what do you want to do for my first? It was like, a, it was a tacit. I mean, we all... Uh, we didn't need to say it, the fact that I was going to be back and I was going to be back full time because Hood Slam is my home and uh, Sheik is the person behind it all. So I told her, I said, uh, let's do this story. I'm not going to spoil it, but we got a huge story lined up. We're going to tell this big story 
And we were like, how do we uh, tell that story most effectively? What do we build to? Because I absolutely want to wrestle you again. I just need to figure out where it's going to be. And she was like, yeah, absolutely. And then after a couple days of talking, I was just like, hey, should we just fucking wrestle our first match, my first match back? And she was like, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Fuck it. Because it's a full fucking circle moment. The, the, the day that I left, the last match I had at Hood Slam was against her in probably uh, the best match I ever had. And then the first match coming back was with her in probably one of the best matches I ever had. Uh, fuck, like five, six years later, just for that full circle, complete moment, um, I I was over the moon about it. I was overjoyed because it's so funny. You could watch those two matches back to back and see how much we've grown and changed. Uh, you know, me, I put on fucking like 30 pounds. <laughs> So I tried to do a bunch of shit. Even at DPW, I tried to do a fucking um, running shooting star press off the ground. I fucking got my nose, my big ass nose right on the mat. I was like, fuck, I am not doing that again. I am not a high flyer anymore. It's just fucking Liger bombs and fucking uh, Falcon arrows for me. Fuck that. So, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of growing pain because I kind of had to figure out, you know, in WWE, there was a lot of shit that I was, I'm doing now in the indies I did not do in WWE. That I either didn't do because I didn't have time or I wasn't allowed. So, uh, yeah, we're shaking kind of the rust off, but we're trying to have these killer fucking matches. Uh, because we're trying to show that we're not just gimmick guys, but we can fucking go. And I would encourage anybody to uh, go to um, dpwondemand.com, subscribe to that motherfucker, uh, watch our match, our tag team match with Miracle Generation at DPW two nights ago, and watch my match with Dark Sheik on Fight, which I think is now called Triller? Yes. Yes, some people will call it Thriller. Yeah, I was wondering why the fuck they... It's very confusing, but watch it on Thriller, powered by Fight. And uh, that's Hood Slam two weeks ago to kind of check out kind of the style that we're going for now. I'm very happy with those matches, and I'm very proud of them. And I'm very proud of Miracle Generation and Dark Sheik for being uh, some of the first opponents that I, I get to share the ring with. You were reportedly at, uh, backstage at, at TNA's tapings on Friday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a report. Uh huh. I saw that. No, actually, uh, of all people, uh, Mustafa Ali sent me that and was like, "Well, well, well, <laughs> look who's on the fucking sheets, brother." <laughs> Mustafa Ali gives credit. He he credited Fightful Select for and good uh, for him because he's a professional. He's a real professional. Yes, he's your. You've called him your wrestling dad. He so. is my wrestling dad. We, yeah. we we speak. We text pretty much every day. Are are you gonna Are you going to cross the line? Cross the line. <laughs> Actually, I'm a, I'm announcing it here. I'm the new narrator for TNA's pay-per-view intros. Nice. That's the new job. I'm retiring from active in-ring competition. Of course, uh, I can't replace the legendary gentleman who used to do those. Rest in peace. Uh, he was my favorite fucking voiceover guy in wrestling. Cool. He was so awesome. Um, yeah, uh, just an incredible, incredible uh, talent. Uh, yeah, we were backstage at TNA. And it was awesome. Everybody there is super fucking cool. Uh, Scott Demore uh, was amazing. Like, told us some really fucking funny stories. Gave us a lot of his time, uh, which was very kind of him. Uh, I got to see some old friends. We got to meet some really cool new people. I had never met like Rich Swan. He's the funniest fucking guy in the world and an incredible impressionist. The guy has an amazing Bret Hart and an amazing Vince. And, and as someone who is known for his Vince McMahon impersonation, I would say Rich Swan is much better than me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. We got to meet Alex Zane there, which is, well, I actually, I had met him at the PC, um, way, way back. Uh, but now catching up with him was super cool. Yeah. TNA 
God, what a great team and what a great roster. And, uh, you know, who's to see what the future holds, but it would certainly be uh, an environment that I would love to be in. Can you bury Steve Macklin? <laughs> Fuck Steve Macklin. <laughs> Fuck that piece of shit. Uh, no, I, I can't because you know what's so funny? Um, here's, here's this guy, uh, him and um, Wesley Blake, uh, who is probably the nicest, kindest, most just pure soul I've ever met in professional wrestling. And also Wesley Blake, probably um, Corey, the most underrated wrestler I have ever seen. This guy's fucking amazing. He is. He had the curse, the absolute curse, of being able to make anyone look amazing. His bumping and his selling and his work, especially with uh, people who were green and new to wrestling at the PC, was absolutely incredible. And that's a true curse because you will never get the credit you deserve. Because even with all the knowledge that people have about pro wrestling now, where they know the process that goes into it, they still can't see when someone is making someone look good. It just doesn't happen. It, but that's, that's, that's when somebody is good, is when they can make that illusion of making somebody look, wow, that fucking wrestler is great, and they have no idea that it's really Corey working his ass off to make that person look good. So I have a tremendous amount of respect for him. And uh, Steve Macklin, because on my first NXT loop outside of Florida, they were the guys who pulled me in and uh, had meals with me every single time so that I, I wasn't fucking left out. I was brand new. I didn't know anybody. They fucking called me over. They would eat with me. They, they'd fucking sit with me. Uh, they'd walk with me in the airport, make sure I got to the gate on time because I'm a useless child. Uh, so, yeah, I love those guys. Uh, I do cover TNA for the site, so that's why. I will because uh, oh, he's a real bastard on the show, right? He's a real piece of shit. Well, we we sat down, we did twenty five uh, at at Hard to Kill in Vegas, and, and it was a good chat because he and I had had some we had some issues going. Oh, on. you had words. I they see. had actual heat. They got actual. They heat. had actual good, heat. just like how we have heat, Jeremy. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're setting up a tag team match here. I mean, oh, okay, yeah. Very Sucks nice, for you guys. Nice. You guys are gonna have to do all the work, but yeah, you know. screw. And we will get none of the credit. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. no, you will get the credit. Wow, Jeremy yeah. and Joel, they're so good. Wow, they're awesome wrestlers. <laughs> Fucking every time, every time I see somebody, uh, every time I see some green uh, piece of shit or some celebrity do a Canadian destroyer, and everyone's like, wow. Like, are you what are you fucking stupid? It's entirely the other person. It's them jumping backwards and landing on their fucking head. The other person just has to do a fucking forward roll. It's the easiest fucking move in the world to do. Yeah, but Whatever. there's air and flips involved, so clearly they wow, just I, they just foot roll. The, it's all the other guy. I'm losing my mind here. I know I'm I'm hot as shit because how can you not see that anybody with a anybody with a, above a room temperature IQ can see it's just the other person jumping backwards. Whatever. The only person who I give credit to for doing a Canadian Destroyer is Petey fucking Williams because he invented the goddamn move. Everyone else can fuck off, okay? Mentor buries Bad Bunny is the headline out of this. Ah, no, no, fuck, no. I like Bad Bunny because he doesn't have to do any of the shit he does and he still fucking takes the bump that he does. So I still have a tremendous amount of respect for him. Uh, I, 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 because it's like, why wouldn't you do a Canadian Destroyer? Everybody thinks you're awesome if you do it. That's that's professional wrestling. I don't blame anybody for doing it. I just blame the fans for thinking it's an impressive thing to do. That's all. Very fair. Can we? The uh, fans are stupid. I can agree. we? Can we just? We'll bring. We'll bring the heat down. I'm gonna. I dug through your Instagram and I found this photo and I need your thoughts on on this ginormous. Oh my! I ate it all. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, okay, I ate it all. Where, where was yeah. this? And are you like a pizza connoisseur? Like, is there a place where you go everywhere you go for pizza? I don't. I don't fucking remember where the fuck I was. I don't I, I like so when old timers are on podcasts like, yeah, I was at the Cow Palace in nineteen sixty seven, September. How the fuck do you remember that? You 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 
you can't even remember your kids' birthdays, but you remember what venue name and what fuck. Yeah, I don't remember any of the building names I was in. Uh, I don't even remember when I get back to venues that I've worked before, how to get to the locker room. I don't remember any of that shit. Uh, I'm going to say Baltimore. I was in Baltimore. <laughs> I, I was with uh, Johnny. Just pick up some place and then someone's going to go there. I heard Mansour on a podcast get this big pizza. It's like, huh? huh? Yeah, yeah. We were, we were at a restaurant called The Cheese Hole and uh, we, me and Johnny Laquasto, a tremendous talent, great announcer and commentator. Uh, and, uh, I got over to that big ass pizza and I ate the whole goddamn thing because I'm a monster because I love pizza. Actually, I just got into, um, that picture was before I, uh, in my sweet animal crossing sweater. Uh, that was before I got into my diet, uh, of just eating like high protein, high carbs, low fat. So I've, I don't really get to eat pizza anymore until my wife found this thing at Target. It's lean cuisine, personal pizzas. It's 8 grams of fat, 20 grams of protein, like 30 grams of carb. I fucking stuff down those motherfuckers because I, I, I have like – I'm a macros guy. So I only try to eat like 30 grams of fat, maybe like 25 a day. So as long as that fits in my fucking uh, diet, I'm stuffing that down my throat big time. How, how are you not 500? Someone says you should be 500 pounds. But I have a seriously high metabolism. Actually, the fact that I'm like 206 pounds right now is a, is a fucking wonder. I have to eat every like 10 minutes. I have a, a fridge full of these protein shakes, core power. It's like 45 grams of protein. I probably drink four a day between meals because otherwise I slim down to like 175, 180 pounds. Uh, and by the way, it all goes to my fucking waist, so I'm never going to have abs, that's for damn sure. But that's uh, yeah. why I only do chest and arms, because i got to look as top-heavy as possible. You're one pound over the 205 limit. We're gonna have to I, that's, but that was what I was going for. I was like, i got to be a fucking heavyweight, brother. <laughs> You're like fucking Buddy Murphy, 204 pounds. My ass! <laughs> that brother is 230 on a fucking good day. He's fucking of muscle, pure muscle. Well, that was my favorite bit when he came into AEW was they announced him as 206 pounds and see if people figured it out. Yeah, very funny. Uh, you're working Big Gay Brunch uh, this this weekend. And yeah. Some people, as as is tradition on the internet, they get mad because you and Mace are, are not gay. Um, but you, you're booked for this show. Effie defended it and, and just basically said, I don't know if you saw his comments, but he said you either need to be LGBTQ talent on the come up or you need to be something that the people want to see. And People want to see Mace and Mansoor. He put you guys over as, as being funny and you guys selling tickets. So how did this all, all come about? Yeah, so it was actually something that we were um, a little bit concerned about. Excuse me. Because uh, the last thing we wanted to do was appropriate culture that we weren't a part of. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, represent anybody in a negative light. But the thing <laughs> that's so funny is that the only fans we had, basically, whenever we would go to house shows were uh, members of the LGBT community. It would be, we would run out in fucking uh, uh, Missoula, Montana, and 99% of the fans would just be booing and booing and booing. And then we'd look over at, at, at a section in the front row, and it'd be people going, yes, yes. So uh, we did it for them. Uh, and I think uh, what Effie was trying to communicate was, when we come out as the male models at that show, the place is going to go fucking crazy <laughs> because um, we did it. We did it for the girlies and the gays. <laughs> you know, that's who we did it for. Um, it's so funny because when when Vince McMahon told us that we were doing this male model thing, he he was very serious. He looked up and said, "Listen, it's not a gay thing, okay? Not a gay thing. 
you're metrosexual. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, but at the same time, we want it to be entertaining. So, uh, sorry, Vince. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fucking rubbing uh, body oil on each other on our YouTube show and our Speedos. Uh, yeah, it's it's very funny because it's uh, sort of like this throwback to like... I mean, I always say it, the very first heel gimmick was Gorgeous George. That's just what we're doing. You know what I mean? So for people who are like all up in arms about it, like, what's this gimmick doing on the show? It's like... That's that gimmick is as old as wrestling itself. You know what I mean? Like, what are you getting hot about? But I'm very excited for that show, especially because we're working Effie and Alley. Bussy. Uh, you just know that's going to be a fucking hysterical match. And uh, it's very funny because the dichotomy and the difference between the match that we had two nights ago at DPW. I think Alley uh, t- retweeted that clip of the finish where we fucking dropped Dustin from Miracle Generation right on his dome. And she was like, oh, that's cute. They want to be serious wrestlers. <laughs> but uh, Mace, Mace likes to tell promoters when we get booked, uh, hey, do you want models or, or, or us? Because he says, we swing both ways. <laughs> so uh, as long as people are cool with it and they're entertained by it, I'm happy to do it. People are wondering when Vince learned the term metrosexual. I assume he watched the South Park episode, like finally watched it in 2023 because he's always about 15 years behind. Yeah, that's definitely true. Def- yeah, I, like, I assume he just watched Zoolander and that's how we got the idea for the gimmick. Oh, yeah. I guess, like, Bruce told the story on his podcast before he went back to WWE. He would talk about the metrosexual stuff all the time. Really? Yes. It was like he's it's like Vince's go to. This isn't a, this isn't gay. This is metrosexual. 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 God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. Let's uh, let's talk about tryouts. Let's talk about every time they've been to Saudi Arabia, you've been around the tryouts. Am I correct? Well, there's only there was only one tryout. Okay. There's only one. Yeah, I was shocked. I'm shocked. I I remember like um after the first tryout a year later, they were like, "Hey, Mansoor, uh, can you help us uh uh scout talent? You'll get a finder's fee." I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, kaching." <laughs> And then the pandemic happened, so that was put on hold, and then they never did it again. And I'm pretty sure it's because they were told that, um, uh, quite frankly, uh, the uh, group that they're dealing with in Saudi Arabia, the General Entertainment Authority, they were told apparently they don't really care if there's any Saudis on the show. So I think that's why they just haven't had another tryout. I mean, they may in the future because they've released every single Saudi talent. (laughs) Uh, Like, after I was gone, that was it. That was all of us. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's not a priority. But, but yes, I was, I was there. That was my tryout, the only Saudi tryout. And then I was at every single show except for uh, after my match with Mustafa, uh, the Elimination Chamber. That's when I realized that something was wrong when I wasn't booked for that. Uh, and that's kind of when Vince was like, kind of dropped the bomb on me that, hey, they said that it's cool if you're on the show, but you don't have to be. I was like, fuck, I'm getting fired. And I was only a year and a half late with that uh, prophecy. So, <laughs> um, How close? I love this vignette you guys posted, The Fixers. And you guys were basically kind of Pulp Fiction out here. You said that it might be something with, with Dolph Ziggler. Do you know how close that actually was? Um, so that actually wasn't close. They were more interested in the uh, multi-level marketing, marketing scheme gimmick, the cult gimmick. Uh, that's the one that they were really looking at. That that's the one we got flown out to Stanford to talk with the creative team about. Um, uh, yeah, so the fixtures one was really fun. We booked a limo on prom weekend, so it cost a lot on my own dime uh, to film that with Andrew Carr, who's a tremendous guy who edited and produced our uh, Making It Maximum videos on YouTube. Uh, he was always a big ally for us. 
Um, yeah, we filmed that because we watched Reservoir Dogs at a hotel when we when we traveled to to SmackDown or Raw, and we weren't on the show. We were like, "Fuck this!" They told us that we got to get repackaged. Let's fucking repackage ourselves. Let's show them these professionally produced vignettes. Uh, so we filmed that one. We filmed the answer, the 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 the, the cult one, and uh, presented those. And they were more interested in the cult one, yeah. But a lot of people really liked the Fixers one. They really liked it. I I, I think we're due for an APA type uh, group. I think it's been long enough. Well, there you go. Nick Nemeth is in TNA. You guys were reportedly That's backstage. True. So. That's true. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, speaking of Nick Nemeth, we play a little game on this show, man. So called partner promo or punch in the face. It's where I give you three names of wrestlers you know, and you pick which one you want to promo with in the ring on the microphone, partner with in a tag team match, and which one you want to punch in the face in a singles one-on-one competition. All right, hit me. Mustafa Ali, Nick Nemeth, and AJ Francis. Mansoor, partner, promo, punch in the face. Oh, man. Okay, 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 okay. Mustafa Ali, Nick Nemeth, and AJ Francis. Fucking Dala! Okay, all right, all right. Um... This is a great question. I would partner with Mustafa because um, he is my wrestling dad and we're due for a tag match. That would be money, the reunion. Uh, I'd probably promo with... I'm going to promo with AJ because I think that he's a really great talker and he didn't get an opportunity. I kind of was in... I, I felt I empathized with him because as somebody who considers himself a talker and a promo guy... I felt that I didn't get a lot of mic time, and, and neither did he. And I'm going to punch Nick Nemeth in the face, and here's why. Not because I dislike him, but because uh, I felt that we could now have a much better match than we did at Super Showdown. Uh, I felt my performance that match sucked, so I want a rematch really bad because I think we tear the fucking house down now. Uh, especially now that Nick's in fucking New Japan and TNA, and he's killing it, and he's just, just a man on fire working his ass off to fucking... Um, reinvent himself and and show what he could have been doing uh during his 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 last sort of stretch in wwe so yeah that's my answer i like it would you rap battle against aj francis i'd absolutely and i would cook his ass i'm i'm trying to get a battle against him and he's ducking me i'd cook his ass because he doesn't want to get exposed yeah that's what i think too he doesn't want to do the job he won't battle me it's very sad. He's got Joe Hendry on his ass right now, so you, you gotta, yeah. gotta watch. Whoa, out. allegations, allegations! <laughs> I'm just—they aired the thing on Hard to Kill, so we're on his ass, Joel. Phrasing, yeah. I don't phrase things properly here. Oh, I never. Gosh, man. So thank you so much for joining us uh, today, this morning, getting up early to join us. Uh, early, eleven thirty is early to me. Or uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I haven't yeah. had breakfast yet. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared up any heat that was cl- completely on my side. Um, but, but thank you. I appreciate it. And I, I genuinely do appreciate just your, your sense of humor with everything. Doing the Danielson photo. Like, you're someone, again, I've been, I knew about you on the new Legacy streams. And you would just pop on there. You would book TEW with them and just have a great time. I was like, this guy, he just seems to, he just likes to have fun. And I know, like, I don't, like, whatever. But, like, you just you get it. You have fun with things. You don't take it too serious until you need to take it serious. And I appreciate that, and I respect that. So thank you. I appreciate that. I, I completely 100% agree with you. Uh, I think when it comes to our work, there's a line. Uh, when it's time to have fun, it's time to have fun. When it's time to get down to brass tacks and drop motherfuckers on their head, we go ahead and we cross the line. <laughs> I'll take it. That was a good voice. You, you got it. I know I got it, right? You I should it. do it. I should do it. <laughs> 
Let everyone know where they can find you at, where they can follow you at. You can find me on all socials as Suave Mansoor. That's a holdover from my Maximum Male Model days, but I don't want to change my name because I don't want to lose my checkmark. Uh, that's S-U-A-V-E-M-A-N-S-O-O-R on Twitter and uh, Instagram um, or Zitter or whatever the fuck it's called. And uh, I'm on Cameo as well. Uh, I have a link tree on my social media profiles where you can check out merch and uh, all that good stuff. And you can also catch me on Twitch on Mesa Stream, twitch.tv slash greatblackotaku, O-T-A-K-U, where we uh, he's, stream. He's also oh. on Fightful Select where he gives me a bunch of scoops. What so the fuck? That hires no! Everybody that hires No, bullshit, 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 bullshit. <laughs> God damn it. Son of a bitch. Okay. I am not a stooge. I am not Gunther. I am King not stooge. a stooge. King stooge. I am not fucking Gunta. All right? I'm not stooging to anybody. All right? I keep my cards close to me. I can't afford to give shit out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, you you are not stooging anybody. I, I agree. No, I'm, absolutely I'm not. You. I try to I'm keep the magic you. alive. That's right. That's right. When I saw when I saw that we were back, I was like, yes, because uh, the fucking when the sheets came out that uh, we were backstage at TNA, I was like, now people are going to think we're important. <laughs> that's that's the first thing I said. Yes, this is important. <laughs> We'll see you at the Rumble. Uh, I assume you're just a surprise entrant in the Rumble this weekend. Um, and so yeah. I'm, oh, could you imagine? <laughs> oh, whoa, I'm fresh to death, Murdo. Could it be? It is. He's here. It's Mansoir. I fucking walk to the ring. I do my catwalk. I get to the ring. I stop. I turn around. I walk all the way to the back. I'm fresh to death. It's my save. We both walk out. I'm fresh to death. We pitch that shit. And then we slide in the ring. And we get eliminated. How the fuck did they not do that? They're allergic to money. <laughs> oh, you guys are selling all your pitches on, on the, the initial stream, and then you've said more since then. I'm like, this is so good. What are we doing? How here? did we not have a rumble spot where my music hits, I walk to the ring, I walk back, Mesa's music hits, we walk to the ring, we walk back, we in fucking new clothes. Like, how did we not do a runway spot in the rumble? Are you kidding me? The rumble runway? You're telling me, God damn it! if this was 1998, we would do that spot. It's not fucking. God, it's not entertaining anymore. That's a long ass runway. You don't blow yourself up. I absolutely would. I absolutely. Well, phrasing, phrasing, <laughs> phrasing. The allegations. I'm here for this. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you, Vince. Right. Thanks Good for luck this me. weekend. Enjoy, enjoy this weekend. Have fun in Tampa. Uh, we will, I'm sure, catch up soon. Thank you, man. All right, see you guys. Thanks very much. Bye. Oh, lonely mess. <laughs> we went off the rails. We stayed off the rails. And then when we have the chance to make it okay again, we stayed off the rails again. That's just how this show goes. Well, I opened by asking him about double penetration wrestling. So yep. I knew it was not going well after that. You almost got a spit take out of me. He he's he's fantastic. I I truly mean like he's one of just my my favorite people to follow and watch because like I said, I watched him on those new legacy streams. And those helped me through some like very like dark times. I was very depressed during those times, but those guys would always make me laugh. And I heard him and he came on, he was so entertaining and he was just having so much fun with it. And he's kept that up. Like in WWE, it gets pulled back a little bit because you, you can't be on random Twitch streams, at least uh, for a certain period. Uh, so it gets pulled back a little bit or you're just not showcased, but you saw it with the Maxim male model stuff. Like you, you completely saw the Maxim male model stuff, uh, how entertaining he can be. And now we're seeing it even more uh, now that he's outside of WWE. So 
when he uh, did the the uh, the Danielson face for me, him and Mace when they did that, I remember they were doing the tweets and they were it was in like our group chat, our staff chat of like, oh, this is funny. Like I'll I'll do this headline, and I'm like, just wait. I'm gonna try to turn this into a bit, and to tell you how long I've been sick. It was like before Christmas, and I'm picking up medicine then, and I'm still sick. And I, I just messaged Mace. I was like, "Can you do a Danielson face?" And then I messaged Mace. Or I think I actually messaged Mace or first. Like, "Can you do a Danielson face?" I was like, "Okay, Mace, now it's your turn." And they both did it, and I was like, "I turned their little jokes into an even bigger bit because they were willing to do this." Like, just, just good guys, good guys, and and have fun with it. So yeah, I, I respect it. A good interview to have on a show that uh, certainly existed today. This was this was a good one. We yelled at each other. We. We argued. I was correct. Don't be so wrong. And you then... are not. That's okay. We have a lot to talk about. Let's 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 get through raw and then we can go home. Uh, mistakes on Dirty Dom. So that's going to be fun, right? Is it Tom or Nick that he's facing? I think it's both. It might just be a handicap match. Oh shit! That sucks for for Miz. Well, no, Miz is Miz is good at this. He's good. To, he's good with handicap matches. He can win those. Okay. All right. uh, Seth Rollins kicks off Raw. We've already talked about that at length, so you can go to the yeah. beginning of the show to get there. Uh, Damian Priest looks to deal with Drew McIntyre, so I hope that Drew comes down and kicks Damian Priest in the face as he tries to cash in on Drew on the Seth Rollins at the beginning of the show. It's possible. Right. Very possible. Chad Gable versus Ivar. Oh, God. If they beat Ivar again, I will laugh and cry simultaneously. Mm, maybe. They might. They might. I, I feel like Gable. I, I think Gable should always win, but eh, we'll see. He's a young upstart. This Chad Gable. Never seen him before. Uh, yeah. Ivy Nile takes on Valhalla. That's a match that's going to happen on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Cody Rhodes and CM Punk go face to face. I'm looking forward to that. There's some. <laughs> there's good stuff, and there's like unfortunate stuff that's very interesting to see how it plays out. With obviously with Seth. What, what's curious to me. Rumble Saturday, like five people have declared. Are they waiting to declare for the the second Royal Rumble, Joel? They should be going after the real Royal Rumble. They're waiting to declare for the greatest Royal Rumble. That's what it is, right, Joel? I hope they bring that back. God, they should bring that. And then that should be the return of Braun Strowman, and he's yeah. going to put up that title. And now it's going to mean something. No, you know what? You're right. I was thinking about this yesterday when I was out taking a stroll i was like no one's declared other than like the five people you just talked about maybe a couple more but like there's no real big selection i feel like tonight they'll put the graphic up and we'll see a bunch of names that we just expect to see yeah. and then that'll be that and then there'll be like 10 spots and then everyone's gonna you know be like oh my god there's gonna be all these surprises when really it's just like seven or eight people that you just don't think of and then two people who are big like legacy surprises and that'll be that. It'll be a pretty traditional rumble by, you know, just the idea. Because um, by all accounts, Triple H, Paul Levesque doesn't really care to do the nostalgia pops as much. He just wants to do like a straight up real rumble that makes sense. And that's going to bring a proper, you know, a proper beginning to the WrestleMania story moving forward. Uh, you could see you know, Brock Lesnar is another guy that people are talking about coming back. If not at the Rumble, then maybe on the Raw after the Royal Rumble, depending on how big the finish is to the Rumble to bring people to watch the next uh, or two nights later on Raw. There are a lot of opportunities, but I don't really expect any like major announcements going into the Rumble in terms of participants. I think that I, I think that you will get Brock. I definitely think you'll get Brock. I do hope you get a, like a nostalgia 
pop though. Rumble's in Florida. I'm trying to think who's like Florida based. Um, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very true. It is kind of everyone. Um, now I'm trying to like who is always billed from Florida type of thing. You don't really. Hopefully, there's Sid. Sid. Dolph Ziggler's coming back. Oh, uh, like Mace, Mace, Mason Mansoor is showing up. We we just heard the spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's gonna be if uh if there's gonna be a two. I hope there is some nostalgia pops. Like always fun. Always fun when they bring those people back. I do kind of like though that it's not that that it's not uh Titus. Titus is a good shout. It'd be cool to see him. Like I do kind of like that it's not just a bunch of people declaring and it's like here's five guys who have like a legitimate shot. Because right now your favorites are Punk, Cody, Gunther to an extent, but really Punk and Cody. Like that's it. And then everybody else, like, okay, Chad Gable can declare, but nobody's like, ah, Chad Gable is going to win. So I just kind of like the surprise element of like, ah, it's cool to see them in the rumble of it. Like I get, I get going that route. Uh, Focus on, you know, kind of five people who you really think can win and then let the others just kind of be there to, to, to be there as a, a surprise of like, Oh, okay, cool. They're in it. But then it, it leaves enough mystery surrounding everything because otherwise if you have like 27 people declare, it's like, Oh, well there's only three surprises. Now you're basically telling people there's 25 surprises and maybe there will be three surprises, but maybe there will be, you know, five, three actual surprises, but maybe there will only be like two. Maybe there will be six. You, you don't know if you only give five names for the field. I think you're going to see, like I said, tonight, a yeah. grab with like the vast majority. And some stories are going to get started with the Rumble, right? You've got Jay and Jimmy is probably going to be the beginning of a Rumble story. Nakamura and Cody might continue something coming out of the Rumble or or really finish if it's Cody eliminating Nakamura and just like, putting an end to that, you know, open chapter that they've left. There's uh there is room to do that, but I do think that they'll show the graphic and they'll have 25 people on the screen and you'll just be like, okay, those are, you know, most of the card is filled. Most of the, most of the rumbles filled. I think so too. I think they will just do the big graphic and then it's like, oh, okay, this person, this person, this person, because they did that last year or, or a few years ago when, Everyone was shocked that like, why'd you announce Mickey? Why wasn't that a surprise? That's what they ended up doing. Like they just did a big uh, moving graphic, a big video of like this person's in, this person's in this. So yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see that. Um, and, and well, I guess we'll see on Raw, but it is it is the final week. You know, you take out three guys who would make sense in the Rumble because they're in the Universal Title match, like AJ, LA, and... uh and Orton makes sense as Rumble competitors and potential winners. It's like, well, they're already going after the title. So they're not even, they're likely not going to be in the Rumble. And again, depending on their placement on the card, you could insert them in the Rumble afterwards. That has happened before. So if they need the depth, it's there. You you know, there are only five people who have officially declared Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. So one lone SmackDown superstar. And that's Bobby Lashley. Everyone else is, is raw related. So that's how much weight is put into the, uh, this, the, the SmackDown side of the Rumble right now. And on the women's side, there's only four. It's Becky Lynch, Nia Jax, Bailey, and Bianca Belair. They're, they have officially 
declared. So we'll find out, I'm sure, tonight and on Friday who the rest of the field is. Kai sends a super chat to wrap us up saying, can the Rumble be from the vacant championship? Can it? Yes. Should it be? Go back to the beginning of the show where we say absolutely please not. They've done it, but not vacant. They, they, they did vacant in 92, I guess. But um, they, they've done not 2016 where it was Roman had to run the gauntlet or he would lose the title and then Triple H won. So they've done something like that before. I don't personally want to see another title Royal Rumble match. Nah, I don't like it. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of the uh, putting the title. It made sense in 92. 2016 was stupid, and then the ending sucked. Um, and in this case, again, my, my theory has always been the winner should challenge Roman. Punk put a little doubt into that because of the heat with Seth. Uh, but otherwise, I still think, all right, the winner gets this title. Cool, but like Roman's the money match out there. Roman's the money match. Yeah, and we'll see where it plays out, but we got plenty to talk about between Wednesday <laughs> and Friday. There's going to be a lot to talk about on this show and, of course, with the news that comes out of Monday's Raw and going into AW Dynamite on Wednesday. That's when we'll be back Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Jeremy, if there's anything you want to plug, now's the time. Uh, No. Wonderful. I'm glad we did that. Check out Fightful Overbook. We drop content every single day. We are back, like I said, Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Till then, I am Atual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we will see you in the next one. Cheers. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.